0: Hey there. This show is supported by listeners uh, who have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. That is a Patreon campaign that uh, provides us with the resources that we need to make this whole network of shows possible. Uh, once again, that is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Check out the different reward tiers. Additionally, we say this in the episode, but I want to make it clear up front. Uh, This uh, episode about the Dark Tower movie is not only going to spoil the movie itself, but because of the way the movie is structured and where it pulls things from, it's going to be kind of impossible to not spoil the entire series. So if you're following along um, with the books as you listen to the show and you haven't gotten through book seven, uh, this may not be the episode for you right now uh if you care about those particular things i think that's everything so let's get to it this is a this is a long episode Welcome to Radio Free Midworld, a podcast about the Dark Tower series of books by Stephen King and the associated multimedia empire uh, that is sure to rise up around this blockbuster summer release, The Dark Tower 2017. Um, I am Cole Ross and I am your host. And today I am joined by Evan Jones Thorne. Hello. And by Jeremy Greer. Hello, hello. Yeah, and we are here to talk about the Dark Tower movie, and we're recording this uh, within a week of the movie's initial release. So uh, it's the Wednesday after it came out, Um, so these opinions are still fresh. In fact, guys, I've seen this twice. Well, you're... Go ahead you
1: 're a better man than I, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I went on Friday and watched it and thought oh, i 'll make these notes later uh no i i didn 't remember anything, so I had to go back to the theater and watch it again and take the notes as I watched it <laughs> so, um but yeah we 're here giving our um honest appraisal of this, and if you enjoy this movie, if you think this is good and you cannot brook any criticism of the way it approaches um either adaptation or the craft of film then you're you're probably if if our words are going to harm you consider whether or not it is it is worth listening and then you know go, go forth and enjoy the film because i don't want to take it away from you um because yeah, or just listen if you're me on
1: twitter and i'll and i'll and i'll fight with you i'm ready <laughs> let's go
2: <laughs> yeah i was gonna say if uh if anybody is angry at the opinions that we are about to espouse then please make sure to tweet at cole ross
1: yeah i can't i can't take it guys (laughs) don't put cole through that jg greer jg greer bring it bring it i'm ready (laughs) oh gosh we've been waiting for this for a while i don't know about you guys but i've kind of been casting this movie for basically my entire life ever since i started reading this right like <laughs> it's it's something up till a few years ago before that movie got like officially done yeah or d- was officially announced that autumn and i would like she'd be cooking dinner and we'd be <laughs> having a conversation and be like okay aaron paul is definitely going to be eddie oh I mean, but Autumn's. who's going to be Susanna, yeah, yeah like and, and that kind of stuff and uh <laughs> yeah and yeah. i feel like here we are now
2: I, I feel like we're we're at the point now where uh aaron paul might have actually gotten aged out of the role
1: yeah Mm hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, especially with how young Eddie is in the books, you know, age can be can be, you know, moved up and moved down. But he definitely is not. Uh, it's you know, it's it's not 2008. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, no, not
2: yeah. I, I, I definitely have uh, some thoughts about hypothetical casting that I, I think it would be fun to get into. But uh, yeah. maybe maybe we can save that for for later on. Yeah.
0: So I went into this not really knowing what to expect. I wish that I hadn't watched the trailer. Um, And I wish that the trailer didn't show what it showed because, you know, it it just, um, I don't know how to finish that sentence. I'm sorry, guys. I'm very conflicted about this. Um, And it's very, uh, I I was very conflicted about how much of this we should talk about. Should we keep kid gloves on for spoilers? Not about the movie itself, because we're going to talk about the events of the movie itself um, on our quest to kind of understand why this um, doesn't work as well as it should. Um, but about the series as a whole, because as opposed to being an adaptation of the gunslinger, which I think we were led to believe a little bit by the, uh, by the trailers, you know, to a certain extent we have Jake, we have Roland, we have the man in black and no other major characters that would make us think, okay, yes, that's roughly where this would take place. Good and fine. However, this movie is a smorgasbord. They glean from every single book, Except for or except for um, oh gosh, what am I, th- what am I thinking of here? Except for the wind through the keyhole, um, in order mm. to fill this with a lot of tiny, superficial, dark towery details.
2: Yeah, I, I mm. personally, I think that it's going to be very hard to discuss this movie without giving spoilers for the books.
0: Right, that's where I landed. So if you're listening yeah. to this and you're reading along with with the show consider that ample warning this is going to be a discussion of the dark tower movie as it relates to the events of the entire series this is a discussion um of this movie by fans of the series people who know the arc of this and know where all of these individual details these baffling details should fit in
1: elsewhere it's um it's interesting to me that uh like i think that's i also agree we we probably need to talk about those things but also like the stuff that we'd be considering spoilers are so different than what's <laughs> in the actual books that it's um, the for, former guest Sean, aka the lore hunter, um, mm-hmm. he he took his wife to see it opening night and she hadn't read the books and he told her like, don't worry, the book the movie didn't spoil anything for you at all, <laughs> like, you have nothing to worry about, <laughs> and that's kind of true. Like they 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 pick and choose like these different ideas and names and places and concepts from you know books six seven and eight and Mm -hmm. um or excuse me five six and seven but don't really do anything with them that the books do so it's you're left in that situation of okay like there's a dude named roland but is he the same (laughs) roland at all (laughs) like the concept of the breakers are introduced in this movie but i don't know that they ever actually call them the breakers and it's i'm just i just kind of look at i'm like why even do this now like that's 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 why I'm complaining yeah. about the yeah. spoiler policy.
0: <clears throat> yeah. And what they did with the breakers, thats we're getting into too much detail. Um, the, sure. they, they took things and they changed them and they, and they made them shallower. And so we should probably address, like it is unrealistic to expect them to adapt this in such a way that is completely faithful. Books and movies are paced differently. This is a discussion uh, as old as time. Um, so mm-hmm. it's probably unfair to hold it to that. To, to, to that standard, I think that even the decisions they make, if the, that they made, if this was just an imprecise adaptation that had things sped up and had things, um, you know, made concessions to make, you know, for, for for the new medium and for the new form, that would be fine. However, this is like an overly eager bowl in a, a China shop that is like, that, that desperately wants to take you from thing to thing. And is very insecure about holding your attention.
1: One hundred percent. I mixed it's, my metaphor there. I am sorry. Just, it's okay.
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't disagree. But I. I feel like the reservations that I have about this movie come from the same places, but are different than the ones that you guys came up with. Mm.
0: Yeah. Can, can, and, can you give like a like a summary or a thesis for that? Um,
2: yeah. I mean, like as, as soon as the movie started and, and I don't want to kind of get ahead of ourselves where we're getting into the events of the film before we're ready to kind of talk it through. But as soon as the movie started, it pretty much tells you that this is different from the books and they do that by introducing you to. Jake Chambers who lives in a small New York apartment with his mother and stepfather and no kindly nanny slash cook (laughs) slash housekeeper.
3: Yeah.
2: And roll tide. Everything's different. Everything is different. Yeah. And, And, and I kind of made the conscious decision to go through the movie leaning into that Yeah. and, Jake's family is different. Roland, everybody, not everybody probably, but a lot of people are disappointed that Roland is not played by young Clint Eastwood, which (laughs) I I get that. I I absolutely get that. But if this is a different cycle, if this is a different timeline, if this Mm. is a different reality, then maybe the Roland from the books was young Clint Eastwood. And this time around, he's Idris Elba hmm. Yeah. So, the, and, the, oh, I'm sorry. And, and I'll, maybe, I'll maybe finish. the yeah. Sorry, I, I don't need to talk over you. But uh, and 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 you know, Jake's having all these dreams. Maybe those dreams are not visions of the future. Maybe those are memories from the events in the books.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe uh, because, because we 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 kind of get the sense that when Jake Chambers' name comes up, Walter recognizes it. So there's some connection. Mm-hmm. And there, I, I just I, I feel like I feel like the movie tried to do something really, really interesting and failed, mm-hmm. but not as badly as a lot of people seem to think, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I wish would. My, my biggest my biggest concern is that nobody's going to want to touch this franchise and we're not going to see where it was going.
0: Yep. That's the that that's the biggest loss for this. I I personally am not angry about the changes either to Roland or to um Jake's family, um any of that. Like I went into this even expecting those those things to be different. And I think that specifically oh, yeah. the things around around Jake end up being a little you know, like it just it's better for Phil. You know, it, it it comes across I think a little bit simpler, it's a little bit more relatable. Um, you know, for yeah. for 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 people, as opposed to having Jake be this disaffected rich kid, uh, he ends up, you know, being uh, somebody of kind of modest means who has suffered a loss and is, you know, trying to cope with it. Literally, Peter Parker.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting, you bring that up because uh, I was kind of trying to stunt cast the movie, the the sequels, in my head while I was sitting in the theater, and uh, I, w- I was trying to think about who could play Eddie since on, um, you know, the perfect human being to play Eddie Dean is now too old to play Eddie Dean. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I was kind of wondering how uh, Tom Holland, the the new Peter Parker would do in that role.
3: Hmm.
0: I haven't seen the new spider. I, I, have, so. I haven't seen,
2: I haven't, I haven't seen the new spider man, but him. I really was impressed with him in civil war. And I've seen him uh, interviewed on TV a couple of times and, I, I feel like giving him like just kind of a fucked up role would be really interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, or if age is a problem, get somebody who is ageless but also fits the profile. Let's get Paul Rudd up in this. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, so it's it's not that stuff that kind of bothers me. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a um, uh, an example: the rollout of the purpose of the Dark Tower, the tower itself. You know, the the kind of dawning understanding of the role that it plays in the universe and even the entire cosmology of this, of this world. Like that is something that grows over the course of the series, right? Like, you know, we, it is the, 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 the conclusion to the first book to understand exactly what the stakes are for this thing. Um, and then everything around it kind of grows up, um, as a, you know, as like the genre of the series changes from book to book as you, as you get closer, Right, this movie, um, when I talk about this being like a, a, a poor adaptation, it starts with a two sentence line, <laughs> which is the, the like the dark tower protects the universe. There's one, ch- it, it can be destroyed by a child's mind. Well, okay, well, that's not what it, that's not really what it does in the books, <laughs> and also, I mean, maybe kind of like a child's mind, but more like a whole bunch of adults who are psychically gifted working over millennia. Uh, Unbeknownst to them,
2: a child's mind technologically distilled into a weapon specifically for that purpose.
0: Right, right, and that's a lot of subtlety and a lot of nuance. I just, I don't trust uh, based on what I saw with the decisions they made. I wouldn't trust them with that nuanced version of it because they would just cut to the next thing. You know, after after the after the scene had lasted for thirty seconds.
2: Yeah, and and I. I have no argument there at yeah, all. Yeah. Like that, I, I liked this movie and I hope against hope that there gets to be another one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't disagree with any of the criticism.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm not, I'm not like railing at you for, 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 for enjoying this. Cause there are parts of this I really enjoy,
2: you know, yeah, like I, I, I really liked, um, just kind of the idea that, cause I mean, we're, we're kind of the, the, the teaser that got leaked of, uh, the the horn of l mm-hmm. way 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 early on um it, it kind of well, gives the impression Stephen
1: that king tweeted about yeah just to, right <laughs> just right. to throw that out there
2: <laughs> yeah well it, it like I, I think it's a safe assumption that the the idea behind the movie franchise is that this is the last cycle
3: mm-hmm.
2: i feel like that's very very safe assumption yeah. to make it's even and i think it's it's,
0: it's even alluded to by like by, by the man in black in the movie
2: exactly and that's what mm-hmm. that's exactly what i was going to say is it's i uh, I did really, really love uh, clean cut, scary as fuck Matthew McConaughey. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I really thought it was interesting how they had him kind of more aware of what was going on than anybody, including uh, the audience or e- even like. There's there's not really a way to have like a third person omniscient character in a movie Mm -hmm. like that doesn't really work that's not really a thing (laughs) but but he it you you kind of get the impression at least if you've read the books um that that he knows a lot more about what's going on than anybody else does and i i kind of in in my head like the the way that i was interpreting it was everybody is different this time around it's 2017 uh Jake's family's different. Roland is now Idris Elba, uh, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But Walter is Walter, and yeah. I, I kind of get the feeling that he is the same. He remembers all the previous cycles, and he knows what's coming, and he is trying to yeah. do something. Because I don't, I, I it's it's been a while since I've I, I've read the last couple of books. Walter wasn't trying to destroy the tower in the books, was he? Oh, like he he wanted to seize its power for himself. He, yeah, he wanted to take it. He didn't want to destroy it. And right. and the the Crimson King, the you know, we in the movie we see the all hail the Crimson King graffiti. The Crimson King, his whole thing was he was like covetously protecting the tower.
0: Oh, he wanted to take it down. Like he wanted to usher the prim mm-hmm. in.
2: Right, but he he wanted he, he was he was protecting it against those who wanted to take it from him until he was able to destroy it.
0: Right, right. Like he, he ended up getting trapped
2: was the what yeah.
0: was 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 the problem. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And 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 so I there there were some subtle changes that I I really, really liked and that's what made the shortcomings of the movie so much more heartbreaking. Yeah.
0: I I I really wish that they would have leaned into the fact that this you know was like a lot of this has happened before. Like, I, like I, I wish they could have played that up, and I can see a version of this that probably did do that. Um, but that was probably focus tested away because you know part of the production process for this and part of why it was delayed was people watched it and they're like, wait a minute, I'm confused. Like he's he's a knight, but also a cowboy. Like. Why would he? Why would he want to kill this man? <laughs> and so, like, I could see them adulterating the actual thing.
2: Well, um. I mean, he's he's a knight, but also a cowboy. Like, I don't know, Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson pulled that off. <laughs>
0: We should uh, uh let's get a, l- a little bit of like biographical information about the uh, about the movie out of the way, and then uh, get get our get our hands dirty here. Yeah, um,
2: that's we, we've <laughs> kind of just been going into it. Let's uh... yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's been a development for about ten years. This passed through um, at least two other um, potential directors, higher profile directors than who we who we ended up with initially. J.J. Abrams wanted to do it after um, after Lost ended, which would have been um, different. And then Ron Howard picked it up a few, years, a few years later.
2: I am I am as happy that J. J. Abrams passed on it as I am devastated that Ron Howard did. <laughs> it uh, both
0: of them would have given it a very different, a very different kind of approach, I, I like J. J. Say. Abrams.
1: I, I, I think have... I think I think J. J. Abrams would have at least left a little bit of the mystery of the yeah. series intact, yeah. and not just kind of splooged it all over the screen like this movie did. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true.
2: I, like, I, I have nothing against J.J. Abrams. I really like a lot of his stuff. Yeah, I, I agree
0: with you, Jeremy, that J.J. Abrams would sort of left the mystery, whereas Ron Howard, I think, probably would have played up some of the humanity of the characters a little bit more, um, you know. Yeah, and
2: I think I think that the humanity of the characters is what I missed the most.
0: Yeah. Well, they don't have time. There's no time for them to be human. Well, and there, there could have been. Yeah, that's I know. The,
2: That's the thing that sucks the most is that, like, if – yeah, I I, 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 I really no, just I, I have, I have so many shoulda, woulda, couldas mm-hmm. that I, I kind of just want to wait until later when we're doing that. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Um, so
0: there's also been kind of this long cavalcade, this parade of um people who almost played Roland. Um, any of them I think would have done would have done just fine jobs, right? You have Javier oh, yeah. Bardem. You have uh, Viggo Mortensen, both of whom I think would have been fantastic. Russell Crowe, uh, a little bit out of nowhere. I don't know if I'm as into that. Um, and then our good friend Liam, Liam Neeson's doing a little bit of, a, of an older, <laughs> um, a little bit of an older take on it.
2: Liam Neeson would have been really interesting.
1: I just, I just want to see the Liam Neeson, uh, the Taken Dark Tower mashup. Like you have taken my tower, I am coming to after you. <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: Where he punches out the wolf. skills. They all involve bullets. He punches out the wolves <laughs> of the Kaya, yeah, <laughs> or Kala or whatever. I don't know. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know Javier Bardem that much, but uh, that would have been interesting. Viggo Mortensen would have been fantastic. Russell Crowe, I always feel like I don't like Russell Crowe that much, and then I see him in a movie, and I remember that he's just one of the best actors living today.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I... As as troubled as his personal life has been, and as abysmal as his music career is.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize he had a music career.
2: Oh, friend, I got some links to send you.
0: <laughs> I, I think of these guys, I think uh, Vico Mortensen would be the one I would be most uh, jazzed for.
2: Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, Liam Neeson, a pretty tight second.
1: No. Jeremy, but... how about you? <laughs> I, I'm a Javier Bardem fan, so mm-hmm. when, when that, that rumor first started kind of circulating, I got extremely excited just because he has this kind of brooding, silent yeah kind of presence that i think mm. that would really fit roland he's um if anything he's probably like physically too big but obviously that doesn't really matter in the in a in movie that much no uh, no, no like, it uh, was a fucking trunk.
0: slab of a man like he's he's a oh, really yeah. big
1: dude <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly um i had to look yeah. up who naomi, naomi harris is for Susanna. i have no idea who this person is <laughs> yeah she played
0: she played money uh, money penny in uh skyfall she was also in Moonlight, if you saw that, um, just a, a a very well-known black actress. Um, yeah, I think she would have been great. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, what, what we're talking about is the idea that, like, I guess early drafts of this had more to do with the broader cast. So, like, there were casting rumors for Susanna and Eddie. So N- Naomi Harris for Susanna and then Aaron Paul, you know, like, I think, like, Ron Howard talked to him about it. And, like, Aaron Paul was over the moon. Like, he's wanted to play Eddie forever. Like, he's yeah. a big fan of the series.
2: Yeah. No, I, I remember that because it was um, Ron Howard was at that point signed on to direct and he like Aaron Paul was tentatively signed on to play Eddie if mm-hmm. the film got greenlit and then it all just fell apart. And
0: yeah, yeah. I
2: was very sad.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, like Stephen King, you know, he's a huge fan of Breaking Bad. Like he also said, like, oh, yeah, I, I, we, you know, we need we need Aaron Paul to 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 play this role.
2: Um the, what I hope they do if they get a chance to do another another movie in this in this series is uh I, I really hope that they give Aaron Paul uh the part of Henry.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, that'd be very good.
2: Yeah. Huh. Cause I, I don't think he could pull off Eddie, but oh man, he would be <laughs> super, super good as the great Sage and Eminent Junkie. <laughs>
0: yes, he would, playing to type. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Uh, so the final cast ended up being uh, Idris Elba as Roland, um Matthew McConaughey as as, as Walter, slash the man in black uh, MIB himself, um, and a newcomer, a y- young actor named Tom Taylor, a uh, British actor, I think, um as uh, as as Jake chambers. Um, and I think in general, this casting works pretty well. I wish that there was a little bit more energy to the performances in general um outside of uh, Roland, who I think Idris did a did a fine job. <laughs> as 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 roland um yeah. but like this like this is not where the problem is
1: they they didn't give a, roland a lot to work with um, right I, I think out of the three tom taylor is probably the, the, the worst out of the three i just I, I didn't find him particularly emotive at all like there's yeah. there's scenes where um like specifically where like he's dangling off a cliff and like he screams and I'm like, <laughs> okay, like you're yeah. definitely doing that on a four foot drop in front of a green screen, man. I can, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna need to act a little bit if you're gonna be an actor. Um, and uh, and this may be controversial because Evan said you you, you really enjoyed his performance, but uh, all right, all right, all right, didn't really work for me in this in this movie at all. <sighs> uh, I just I, I I don't know if it's. And I've had this since the very first trailer came out, the very first official trailer come out, like. Just a little bit too smarmy, a little bit too over-the-top, a little too slick, which is never what I really thought Walter was for some reason.
3: Mm.
1: And uh, I just – just, and not even anything to do with like he didn't – he he wasn't like the book Walter or anything like that. I just – right. Just didn't really like his performance. I thought uh, Idris Elba did a great job with Roland, though. I thought I could, I could, I could watch more movies where Idris Elba shoots guns at people. I probably will. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's yeah. 2017. That's what movies are about nowadays. So.
0: It, Idris Elba does a very good job of acting stoic, but presenting the fact that his character is in pain. You know, like just mm-hmm. uh, the, the, there, there are a lot of just he he sells the action well. Like there's something about. Uh, his his facial expressions or just his general carriage you know in in, like during during certain parts of these fights where it really comes across that he is you know at at, like at the edge but still deadly competent
1: and and if you like that kind of stuff go watch luther because man luther is basically that for 45 minutes over like
2: 15 (laughs) episodes and i i actually i haven't watched luther my mom and my brother both swear (laughs) by that show and they they tell me that i should and like that and the Wire, and the, there's so many like really intense shows that I I keep meaning to watch and yeah, yeah. just haven't had the fucking mental fortitude for. I guess the Wire is a big um, ask.
0: It is it is a wonderful show, but like you have to you have to have some energy in you for a project.
2: Yeah, but I I really like Idris Elba in a general sort of sense, and mm-hmm. I thought he absolutely crushed it. Yeah, like I I have. Absolutely no complaints with his performances. Roland, the closest thing that I can come up with, and I'm I I had to look up the uh, the Wikipedia page because I did not know the actor by name. But uh, Dennis Haysbert was Stephen Deshane and uh, he was fine. But the whole time I just wished he was Lawrence Fishburne.
1: (laughs) old Larry Fish. Yeah when you when you like, google him pictures of Lawrence Fishburne turn up so that's that's got to be <laughs> really, oh that's amazing that's be really good for ego yeah 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 I'll be honest I kind of thought it was Lawrence Fishburne like I know that makes me sound kind of racist but uh No I, like I I he's not in the movie was, very long and it's it's pretty dark so <laughs>
2: he, he he was the president from 24 like I knew him as president yeah, he's, Palmer he's from the 24 like like, yeah. like he's awesome like he's yeah. I I do like him I just didn't know his name off the top of my head yeah but he, like oh man how how re- Ridiculous! Would it have been if they they just cut to that scene with uh with Roland and his father like squaring off against an unseen enemy that they know is the Man in Black and it's just fucking Lawrence Fishburne, just <laughs> cowboy goddamn Curtis.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Stephen Dushan was a late addition to this. Like they um it, it test the movie tested poorly in general, and they're like, wait, why does why does Roland want to kill Walter? seems like it seems like a pretty good guy you know, when, when, when he speaks people act um, <laughs> um and uh, they're like no so we need to give him a more personal motivation uh and in the books you know obviously we've talked about this there's a very personal motivation i think for the movie it would have sufficed for them to just say like oh the man of black is the cause for like his kingdom falling
3: <laughs> like
0: there are plenty of reasons for roland to not um you know to, to not be totally down with this dude
1: yeah I mean even just like you know hey i I need to find the tower this guy knows where the tower is because yep. he's t- t- sending psychic children brains dead against it or whatever <laughs> like, yep. just just that kind of like you know i, I he, he doesn't actually want to kill him he just wants to chase him down and you know torture him for information twenty four style or, or whatever like, yeah. I think that you could have done that um it's really it's really difficult to talk about this movie at all without going into the the what it could have should is like Evan mentioned like every single part of it could have been better and it seems like mm-hmm. it could have easily been better yeah <laughs> and, yeah like uh, which makes me think that other people had these thoughts too like i'm sure people that worked on this project they weren't all studio executives like right <laughs> like they probably had actual creative people working on this that just mm-hmm. got stonewalled at every every turn to try yeah. to make this movie better
0: yeah and like one of the weird things is it's obvious that the people who made this know about the dark tower and like it
1: <laughs> i mean to oh, me yeah. anyway and, like and, this... and at least spent some time in the stephen king universe like that there's there's so many references to like basically every single one of his books
0: oh yeah <laughs> at least all the ones that made it into movies um yeah this mm-hmm. is this movie is a fucking easter egg basket <laughs> like um i, I want to backtrack just a little bit to the matthew mcconaughey thing i think he's okay i agree jeremy he's a little bit too smarmy i want him to be a little bit less dignified i want him to be um, let's say, Rust Cole in the present-day parts of True Detective, as opposed to Rust Cole in the flashback parts of True Detective. I want Oh, see, him... I, okay.
2: <laughs> I disagree. Okay. And, and maybe, maybe that's just my own headcanon, but, like, I have always kind of imagined the man in black as being, like, unhinged but superlatively composed. Yeah. And, I... and so... So so Matthew McConaughey in this movie just fucking did it for me.
0: Yeah. I just in in my head like Walter's establishing character moment is the scene with Nort, right? Where he, you know, does flips and jumps over the body and basically speaks directly to the reader as he brings this corpse back to life. There's
2: oh, there's yeah. very, there's he- very
0: little dignity in that. I would have liked to have seen him yeah. bring a little bit more glee to it.
2: You know no if actually, if you can do me a favor and cut in from I think it's the very first episode <laughs> of this podcast where I say that I can't wait to see Matthew McConaughey do that yeah. um yeah um. like i i i I like that, but like what I was picturing was this incredibly composed but under the surface totally unhinged, yeah like fucking magical psychopath
0: i i think to accomplish that he he took a shortcut and split the difference and just landed on sleepy a little bit like i want i i wish that more of it would have been
2: the scene when he was cooking the chicken yeah <laughs> like, and i that's that's what I, I keep coming back to like man i liked so much about this movie but the shortcomings Really make me worried that we're not gonna get to see where they're going. No, no, and, and you, I, you I know, and I feel like there's I definitely feel like no Matthew way we're more of this, right? <laughs> I I feel like there's a chance, but not a great one.
0: Yeah, it depends how this does overseas. Yeah, not to not like a
2: fucking pundit or whatever, but like you know, no, like that realistically, yeah, that's yeah. what it comes down to. Which, I mean, I I just wish that they'd done a slightly better job with what they had and what they were going for. Um, yeah. Um, but um, I, I I, feel like they could go to some really interesting places with this. And I, I just, I, I would hate for this to be the kind of film franchise that just languishes and falls apart.
0: Yeah. To be another like Percy Jackson and the tale of the Olympians or whatever. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like it, it would just really bum me out. Like, <laughs>
0: Yeah, another, I don't know another there's, jumper. Yeah, there's yeah, fuck hey, jumper. Hey, <laughs> hey,
1: wait a minute.
0: Wait, <laughs> I, I, I I I've never seen the movie. I am led to believe the movie was not very good.
1: <laughs> it's it's great and bad. It's it's okay, a better okay. bad movie than the Dark oh, Tower no, 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 is a bad no, no, no. movie. Let me let me say that.
2: <laughs> I, I I take that back. Jumper. Uh, I actually really did enjoy Jumper. It is a very good bad movie. I was thinking next with Nicolas Cage. <laughs>
1: Yeah, next is a is a is a bad, bad movie. Like,
2: fuck that movie. <laughs> Jumper is Jumper all
1: right. and uh and like Wanted are, are like two ridiculously great bad movies in my mind.
2: <laughs> I'm still kind of amazed that Wanted hasn't gotten a sequel yet. Mm. Is there more
0: source material for them to work for them to work with? I have
2: was they, there source they can material curve original bullets. Originally?
1: who cares <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need to know they can curve bullets it's I great su- I, su- I suppose I,
2: I watched that movie when i was 21 or 22 in college with a girl that i kind of had a crush on who said it was her favorite movie hmm. and uh I pretty much set myself up to just like grit my teeth and say it was great, and then I had a much better time than I expected.
0: <laughs> I was about to say you set yourself up for two Christmases of getting nothing but wanted merchandise.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yay,
1: a standee! Ooh, I, I know we're way out, off topic, but you guys have seen the poster for the Wanted movie, right? The, the, with the weird Angelina Jolie thumb. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking for it now. Go to, just go to the idmb page and it's right there and like look how she's holding this gun and how physically impossible that is it is hilarious oh geez and i don't know how it's lasted this long it's been like almost 10 years now you still haven't fixed this
0: <sighs> there's no money in fixing things weird true. yeah um so i want us to give at least a little bit of like a summary or a thesis for Kind of a, like like a broad overview, but I want it to be kind of limited, mostly because I want to get this point out. And if you guys want to follow suit, you can. Um, I think that this is a mess of a movie, and I think that it is for reasons that extend deeper than just whether or not it is, a, it is a good adaptation. We're going to get into that in details. There's no place to really talk about the way it fits together as a movie, because we're going to talk about some of the events that happen in this um and in sequence like this this podcast is definitely going to be longer than the movie itself um <laughs> you know i was it, kind it of, already is yeah <laughs> i was i was excited i was excited when i found out it was a 90 minute movie because hey uh they don't make like action movies like this uh uh, uh clock in at less than two and a half hours anymore like just they're so bloated and marvel taken taking as it, like yeah, just way too much. So I was like, oh my gosh, like a fun, fast kind of thing. I expected them to cover less, gra- less ground and do it more leisurely. No, the problem with this movie for me is the pacing. It is completely breathless. It doesn't let anything sink in. And even though sometimes that works in its favor by getting you to the next thing if the thing you're on is not uh, particularly great, it undercuts some of the stuff that does work. So some of these shots that show the destruction of mid-world, you know, these awesome outdoor locations that they found, these vistas, you know, those pass by in the blink of an eye. Um, There's no time for any of the emotional beats to to set in. Like it gets in the way, I think of this being, you know, so bad it's good or a good, bad, (laughs) you know, kind of thing. Um, And that I think is the primary sin of this. They didn't see fit to actually simplify this and cut it down. They just went beat, 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 beat in a way that really
1: harmed the overall product. So I that, agree. That's my uh, thesis. Th- I I completely agree. Like you never have time to just sit there and think about who Roland is or what he was doing, why he's they never give you time to to for a relationship to develop between him and Jake and towards the end of the movie he's just like, "Okay, come with me. You're my kid now." And that's <laughs> that's really that's It's really it. <laughs> Where in, you know, And again, it's it's hard not to talk about the books, but because books have much more time to develop relationships. But you know, movies can do that as well, and they just did not do that at all. And then, and I've talked about this before already, but like the cherry picking of stuff from the end of the series to put in the first movie is a very odd decision to me. If you're going to make a franchise, Mm -hmm. like if this is going to be your your next your Dark Tower universe, your your Stephen King you, or whatever whatever you want (laughs) to call it why are you giving so much away? Like, <laughs> to go to that Marvel example, like, they didn't start with the Infinity War. It would have made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and imagine if they had tried to make the Infinity War with 18 char- characters and make it 95 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, like, it would, it would have been impossible. You wouldn't have been able to understand it. And that's that's I, mean, where I think be, this movie fails. To is,
2: be fair, is, DC has made a lot of money doing pretty much exactly that, so it's they, not impossible. But, but they've
0: only made one good movie. <laughs>
2: have they uh wonder woman oh i haven't seen that one yet yeah that's good because yeah I
1: yeah what yeah. wonder woman is, is the thing that makes up for for all of that for all of the modern dc stuff yeah, yeah. i forget about uh, i
2: forget about wonder woman because i haven't seen it yet because uh dark tower is the first movie that i've seen since uh i want to say rogue One. Oh, jeez. yeah <laughs> i mean the, the, the first one anyway. since
0: your yeah the first one in the theater since your your kid was born no no, no? like
2: Ro- rogue one was after that like okay R- Rogue One was last year, I think. Yeah, I've, it's I've, August. <laughs> it's August. I've only seen a movie last year. <laughs> this is I the most, most I've, I've seen, gone to a theater, and I feel like I've seen a movie in 2017, but I don't. Um, it would, did Civil War come out this year? Probably not. That was last year. It was last yeah. summer. Yeah. Oh yeah, twenty. Twenty uh, something.
0: Yeah, yeah. One of those. Twenty. 20- <laughs>
2: But yeah, that, that, that's a
0: good point, Jeremy. I was actually thinking about the Dark Tower as like the Avengers of like the Stephen King
1: universe. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it, it, again, like g- going back to my point of why are you burning so much material in your first movie to start your franchise? Like, and I'm not saying you needed just to do the, the gunslinger, although I think that that there's a universe where an adaptation of the gunslinger exists and it's probably an amazing movie like that's a, some weird art house film that everybody loves right like mm-hmm. it's probably really really cool yeah but i don't think that kicks off a franchise either so don't you know don't 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 misunderstand me there but mm-hmm. just all of this stuff from the end of the series that we have to dance around when the, when talking about it for you know the people that are following along with the podcast with the books just makes no sense to me like you could <laughs> you could do these things you could make walter a threat Without showing him ex- showing exactly why, like he yeah. could just be a vague threat, and that's to me that's that's what it ruins. Is it ruins all of this extra potential that this entire series had? And I want to see these characters on the screen. I think mm-hmm. that, <clears throat> excuse me, I think there's people out there like my my sister who has tried to read the Dark Tower and bounced off of it. Really wants to see this movie because you know she's heard me and her dad talk about it so much. Wait, mm-hmm. and that, wait, what now?
2: Like, now this is trash, dude. Jeremy, I don't, I don't know how yep. to tell you this, but I, I think you need to get a new sister <laughs> because well, because three, she so. hasn't read the because she hasn't read the Dark Tower. <laughs> I mean, tough break man. I don't, I, I generally agree, but I mean, <laughs> mm. well, she's tried, she's tried. I think that's what matters. <laughs>
0: yeah, mm, does it though? <laughs> yeah. What's uh, what, what, what's your kind of thesis? Your approach? Your 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 small paragraph on this?
2: I'm 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 sure your sister's a lovely person. I'm sorry. Go <laughs> hmm.
0: uh, go g- 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 go ahead, Evan. Like, what's uh, like, w- w- what's
2: your kind of uh, couple sentence? Um, I I think that I, I've I've seen this phrase thrown around a lot, and I, I I wish I had something more interesting to say, but it's it's an interesting failure, hmm. and I I think that what it tried to do is. So much cooler than what it actually did, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like I, I feel like there were glimpses throughout of what it tried to do, and I, I just kind of kept finding myself wishing that it had been in more capable hands. And I was trying not to, not not to have like Ron Howard bias, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, like th- there there were so many. Like I, I've got like the the notes I. I'm a, I'm the type of nerd that brought note cards with me to the theater and took oh, yeah. notes in the dark. <laughs> like there there's so much cool stuff that I really liked, but looking looking at these notes and then thinking about the movie itself like as as much as I really did enjoy about it, it it didn't work. No. And it sucks because it it was very close to working. Yeah, and well, I don't like I one of one of my favorite movie like I I have a note in like from in the theater when the the very first time you hear uh Roland fire his guns, mm-hmm. just like the I the, the note that I have is sound of guns dash all caps fuck <laughs> like it is intense and huge and like I I feel like had it been part of a better movie that could be like an iconic cinematic moment. Yeah. And it's it's just not.
0: Yep. And it probably won't get a chance to be because no. it didn't do well critically, uh commercially. It did better than I thought it would. Like it's made about 30 million dollars at the point we're talking, which uh, is about yeah. half of its budget. But it's n- not enough to like get goodwill and Sony doesn't have their shit together and haven't had their shit together movie-wise for a very long time, <laughs> you know, and like King has been very enthusiastic. Like he's talked about like the next movie, he would want it to cover the drawing of the three to introduce Eddie and Susanna and get them, you know, closer yeah. on the way to getting to the dark tower, as opposed to, you know, just staving off this threat. So, um, the real shitty thing here is a, is a death of opportunity and a death of possibility potentially. <clears throat> Yeah. Um so let's uh let's get rolling here with the events of the film. I've taken some very light notes on this. It's kind of more bullet pointy than usual because this is not like a total death march of a movie. It is um you know there there are moments of joy to be found that I want to acknowledge them when they're here. Um speaking of a moment of of joy, the fact that it it opens up on the Tet Corporation logo. Oh yeah. How's that for a, for a cut? <laughs> <laughs> i love that and and so let me let me let me characterize the way this like this experience worked for me i was the only person who was like laughing out loud when i saw these things so like the tech corporation logo comes up I'm like <laughs> and then i was very self-conscious because nobody else in the theater was reacting i'm like wait don't you guys know what that look let's look at the turtle see the turtle of enormous girth
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely a yeah. lot of um like elbows hitting one another with between me and autumn during this movie just because like you mentioned it's a it's just a an easter egg basket full of stuff and it like there's so many things and then they just go by like they, they there's no reason for them to be there almost and it's just, <laughs> yeah. that's, that I, and i you mentioned something earlier where they take these things and they make them shallow and um, sh- shallow is a good word. And they, it's almost like they make them hollow. Like they just have no meaning. They're literally just symbols that they're putting on the screen for book people. Yeah. So I have to wonder, like if you're not a book person and you just went to this because it's the movie that's out this weekend, like you see this logo, w- what are you even thinking? Like, Oh, that looks cool. Like it's, they don't really talk about it or explain anything.
0: It's presented as part of the production logos at the front. Like it's after imagine and whatever. So I, I would just see them thinking like, ah. Oh, I've never heard of that company. I don't think anybody would have, like, paid attention to or drawn, like, notice to it. What I will say about those references, about those wink-wink, nod-nod kind of things, they're generally very quick, Um, especially the stuff to other Stephen King works. Like, the camera just passes over them. Like, there is a momentary shot of a St. Bernard. I'm like, hey, that's Cujo.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, there, there, there was some, uh. For for all its faults, I feel like the fan service in this movie hit just the, the right level of subtlety. Yeah. And that's
1: – again, I, like – I don't, like, mean, to, I don't mean to interrupt, but man, like, no. There's nothing subtle no, like, about well, it. Not, like, there's literal pictures of, of the Overlook Hotel. But like, I mean, they, it's, there's, well, there's no subtlety about it whatsoever. Like, they hit you well, over the I, head with it.
2: Yeah. See, I didn't – I don't know. Maybe – Maybe I am uh, too casual of a King fan but like I, I I felt like like not all of it like some of it was obviously way over the top but like mm-hmm. like th- there were some some definite fan service nods that like like the the cut to a Saint Bernard and the I I actually thought the picture of the Overlook Hotel was was kind of cool and the note that I have from when that happened was uh is the 80s shining canonical <laughs> Like
0: <laughs> you mean the one that King directed?
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, is is that canonical in this universe? Yeah.
0: So there's there's a spectrum that this could have taken, and I think I think that in in in, in some ways everybody's right because I I am desperately averse to conflict. No, when when I say that it, it it passes by unremarked upon, or when we talk about it possibly being subtle, there's a version of this where that picture of the overlook could have fallen down in the beam quake and the psychologist could have bent down and said hey look at this i I vacation here this is the overlook i heard about some fucked up stuff that happened there <laughs> you know they they could have it, definitely um, drawn a lot more attention to it and spent a lot more time on it than they did
1: but i mean they, they literally talk about jake shine <laughs> like, uh... i mean that which is yeah, basically the, the therapist picking up the overlook and saying, oh, yeah, I, I knew a kid that had the shine here. You yeah. you were kind of like him. Like, <laughs> I mean, I again, I'm not and Evan, I'm not trying to attack you or anything. I just I, and I, and look, Autumn makes a joke a lot of times when it comes to um, these types of things. She says, I'm a fan and I like to be serviced. And that was a good fan service. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with a lot of that. And I'm a huge Stephen King fan. But like, again, it's just it's just images and it's a 95 minute movie no. and they, they just crammed it full as much random stuff that has nothing to do with the actual story of the movie yeah like why are we in yeah. the amusement park with, with, with the with with the with the it guy you know what i'm saying <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. yeah um they make a joke out of that so yeah I, they do. I don't know none of this works for me <laughs> I, I, a, a I don't want to be the it... dark souls 3 this <laughs> <laughs> there,
2: there i guess i feel like there was a lot of it that that didn't work for me but but what did i really enjoyed yeah And, um, I, I felt like there, a lot of the fan service was really on the nose, but, but when it worked, I really enjoyed it. And, um, what I wish that they'd done more of was, uh, I, I wish that there'd been less like general, all encompassing Stephen King fan service and more like dark tower stuff because like. One one of my favorite lines and like I have this in my notes is uh when when Walter's talking to Roland and he says tell the boy what happened last time. Mm-hmm. Like f- fuck. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Um and uh, it, th- like there's there's a lot of stuff like that. The note that I have underneath it is evil fitbit and I don't remember what that means.
0: Oh, that's the psi um, meter. Yep. Yeah. Oh um, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: these, these notes are largely unintelligible. <laughs> they were they they were written in the dark yeah. and I, I could not see what I was writing on. I got you, fam. Um <laughs> uh,
0: we should probably get 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 moving because we're about 2 seconds into it. Uh, the movie opens up with a dream sequence um uh <laughs> Jesus, looking, yeah. looking yep. Um after we get that little summary about the purpose of the dark tower which is what the entire series is about learning. Um uh, a dream sequence at the uh, the Devartois. The, uh, the, the, the blue heaven, right? Uh, the place where they have taken the children in order to uh, wage an assault on the beams and the dark tower itself. Uh, you know, it's kind of portrayed as this um, beautiful suburb on top of this plateau with this gigantic building in the center of it that is presided over and guarded by these low men in yellow coats by these people with fake skin masks over their head. So we are firmly in book seven territory
1: uh right now or insomnia yeah. <laughs> yeah. or if you want to read or a twelve hundred page novel that's the ending of which is I hope you read the Dark Tower. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Or or uh yeah Hearts in Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> any mm-hmm. any of those particular things as they fire off a beam and cause the sky above New York to turn red. Um and this is an immediate signal to anybody who's read the entire series uh that like, oh well they just kind of reveal that and that's not that's not quite how it worked. What purpose is this going to serve? Wait a minute is is Jake going to be the MacGuffin? Okay, yeah, Jake's going to be, be the MacGuffin. Fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, just removing removing all of Jake's character basically, mm-hmm. and turning him into a thing to be used. Yeah, which I mean, like, there's a lot of that. There's a, there's a lot of that in the first book, right? Like, Jake is literally a thing to be used in the first book. He's used and abused by both roland and walter on their quest but mm-hmm. by the end of this that's not exactly what happens and it, what they use him for it doesn't really have a lot to do with the dark tower it's more about their <laughs> interpersonal relationship so yeah, yeah. I, that was one of my first thoughts too is seeing like oh okay so jake is obviously gonna have the shinning and you know don't want to get sued and then <laughs> you know this is gonna be what the whole movie is about
2: yeah yeah i i did kind of find myself and like this is this is a weird thing to find yourself wishing in a movie theater uh about a child character, but it's like I I, I kinda wish Jake had died. Oh yeah. And I mean that's if the, it wasn't, that's the climax if it of wasn't, the book. Right. And, and like I get that they're not doing I get that they're not doing the book and the the whole like, you know, tell the boy what happened last time. Like that's yeah. that's pretty fucking cool. But like I, I just wish that 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 feels like such a fundamental part of who roland is that mm-hmm. skipping that was one of my biggest reservations about this movie yeah cuz one of the one of the the most like jaw dropping riveting moments in the entire book series is when fucking the main character lets a child die in the first act
3: mhm
2: essentially like yeah. no okay I mean, this is this is who we're dealing with yeah, all right
0: it it, it 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 is a clear piece of characterization that Roland is driven and he does not really care what yeah. um you know what harm comes to anybody you know on like like on this way that Roland is not here this is a defeated and downtrodden Roland that we see yeah or that we're going to see later on
2: yeah and and that's that's okay and that's that kind of works with like the the alternate 2017 timeline theory thing
0: it's it's a but decision
2: I, mm, yeah yeah there are so many things about this movie that i wish i could like more than it lets me like
3: mm
0: mm-hmm. i just have to take it as it is yeah yeah so jake wakes up you know his mom you know r- you know rouses him from his dream uh new york is having an earthquake which you know doesn't happen and this knocks over a picture of his dad, um, you know, his dad who died. I think in an, in an initial version, his dad was going to have died in
1: 9-11. Yeah, I remember seeing some stuff like that. <laughs> uh, someone in our Slack was posting that. I think it might have been used, uh, was posting some original script uh, you know, sections. Um, and it was, yeah, very much tied to some weird 9-11 stuff, which <laughs> seems real weird, but. But also, like that seems like very much a Stephen King thing to do as I well. Mean, like that feels very true to Stephen King, and just in and, like uh, using national disasters as like springboards of to plot. So yeah,
0: well, I mean, and also nine eleven is totally a thing. Like it is a it is a plot point in book six.
1: Oh yeah, you're oh shit! I'm all <laughs> yeah. on book five. I didn't oh. even think about that. Uh-huh. I forgot about
2: that too. <laughs>
1: That's how they get rid of Black Thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> they don't
0: oh. know. Well, they don't know that that's going to happen and it's kind of left well, like we we are deep in like like late spoiler territory, but uh, it's it's kind of fun. Like I I think we're led to believe that 9/11 happened because Black 13 was there.
1: Yeah, we are. <laughs> we absolutely cuz oh my god, I had forgotten about that. <laughs> oh man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not my intention to laugh about 9/11. It's just a very bizarre it's a very bizarre point to have been made.
1: So in the multiverse theory, how many 9-11s does it take to kill a black 13, Cole? <laughs> I just won. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't. Oh,
0: jeez. It's, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, the, way it works now though is, uh, you know, Jake's dad was a firefighter. He died in a, in a, in a gas explosion and he's got this shitty new stepdad named lawn. Fuck you lawn.
1: <laughs> lawn is the worst. <laughs> He's like the the epitome of every bad stepdad that anybody has ever had in their lives. Yeah, he, ex-
0: he extends I his just, obviously I, mentally ill stepson no slack.
2: I I really kept wishing that uh, this is th- this would have been ridiculous, but um, if if they'd gone with Ron instead of Lon, just because oh, so uh, any- bam, bam thing yeah exactly anybody anybody who's uh my brother my brother and me fan is uh just gonna basically lose their shit as soon as (laughs) there's uh any reference to a stepdad named Ron. oh
0: of course yeah no and they can you know just uh, attach a note uh that says fuck you lawn to uh to oi and send him into the other room yeah (laughs) (laughs) my (laughs) my
2: my tumblr bumbler
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) So lawn is oh man, there's piece. like three people who really like that joke. It's well, a popular show. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, So yeah, lawn's breaking his balls, and it, you know may- maybe he feels a little bit alienated because Jake's room is covered in sketches of the Dark Tower of the Man in Black, and just nineteen over and over again for no reason aside from it's his his shine trying to tell him a door code.
1: I'm I'm so glad we went from uh nerd dork Jake Chambers to complete goth Jake Chambers. Like that's a <laughs> that's that's a great change. That's not being sarcastic whatsoever, right here. Yeah, I really like goth Jake, Jake Chambers. <laughs>
0: I didn't read him as goth. I just read like the, like this is him. It felt like them bothering or not bothering, uh, borrowing a little bit of how he would be in uh, in the wastelands, right? I didn't read him as goth. I just read him as being like exhausted and set upon.
1: Yeah. I was just kind of mostly mostly just too. joking it with that, but the, with the weird <laughs> sketches on the wall and the, the yeah, dark, yeah. shaggy black hair, you know, that kind of stuff. Was yeah. stuff.
0: Yep. <laughs> so um and you know, he's got problems at school. Uh, I guess everybody knows that he is a doomsayer. Uh like even uh Bully comes up, takes a sketchbook and says, Hey, when's the apocalypse gonna happen? It's a very specific jab that you're taking there, Nelson. <laughs> Uh, um and then jake is not taking any of the shit beats him up which gets him an extra special emergency slot at the psychiatrist where the therapist pushes him and says hey hey kid maybe these drawings are about your dad darkness and fire that's how your dad died i'm a i'm a good therapist i'm reminding you of your trauma (laughs)
1: see this would have been a good time for uh for this to have been Walter, right like for Walter to be like manipulating his therapist to drive jay crazy that's the kind of walter that i want in my movie
3: yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah, that that definitely seemed like a missed opportunity in a pretty big obvious sort of way
0: yeah just like to, to to see his eyes go black a little bit and hear like a like a small little echo of walter over top of it yeah i don't know but regardless, their session is interrupted by a beam quake. Again, that's not just a thing that happens when the beam is eroded. That is something that when a beam breaks in the series, that like that that causes that. <sighs> okay, so how much more of that should I do? Actually, I like talking about the way the mechanics don't work. Because it doesn't feel helpful, um, but it feels good to say...
1: <laughs> it just feels good to say because we've been like blocking ourselves off on the podcast from saying all of this cool stuff like <laughs> yeah. beam quake so finally being able to say the words beanquake on a podcast like finally we're here we can do it yeah, we can we, 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 we can we can celebrate it we, we we can celebrate it i won't be i, won't, I think i won't be as about it's, it i think it's worth i think it's worth saying because um just to show the differences like because mm-hmm. they don't they don't really get into it in the film that much not that i don't think they do there's so much weird exposition plot, like exposition dumps that I might have missed it, but like, I don't think they like get into a lot of the details and no, it's a pretty no. important thing in the series.
0: So it is. Yeah. Well, you see the beams, but they are never alluded to as like the scaffolding structure um, or any you know, of the guy wires that hold this thing up. Um, it is like literally just, it's a beam quake and Roland calls it a beam quake. Um, I think referring to the beam that blasts off from the Devartois, um, as opposed to, you know, an attack on the beams themselves. Uh but um yeah, I don't know. It's a difference. <sighs> but leaving the therapy
1: <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yep, it's a difference. <laughs> that, that should be the title of this episode. It was just that long sigh you just did. <laughs>
0: <sighs> um, this is where we get to look at the over at the overlook hotel, and that was a prominent moment in the trailer that everybody was real jazzed about um and is presented here just like it was in the trailer. Um I need to reevaluate my relationship to trailers after after this because there was a lot um that I think I lost by 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 looking at the trailer more than once.
2: Yeah, I I typically if if there's a trailer for a movie that I'm really excited about, I will watch it at most one time and I'm I'm kind of leaning towards avoiding it entirely if I can.
1: Yeah. It's, it's difficult because, um, like, I like to, I like seeing teaser trailers, and that's really about it. Um, but, for example, me and my wife were eating sushi the other day, and, um, you know, some dumb sports thing was on TV. And in the middle of the dumb sports thing, a really long trailer for The Dark Tower came on. It was just like a giant screen directly in front of our faces. And, <laughs> she, like, there's no words or anything, but we saw this, the whole hospital scene that would come later. And I was, I looked at her, and I was like... Is Roland like doing gags in the hospital? <laughs> like, is that what's happening? here? <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, like that happens, <clears throat> which is a, a huge bummer. But yeah, like sometimes you just can't avoid it. Like it's really, really hard to avoid if you watch yeah. like just normal television anywhere.
0: Yeah, if you're if you're exposed to it ambiently, uh, we're going to have to disagree about that hospital scene. I thought that was funny, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll 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 get there. Um, we get, uh, our first canonical little man in a yellow coat. Again, this is a good little production gag showing our guy trying to reaffix his mask. Oh man. I can't wait to talk about the cantois, the cantoi, or whatever they, fuck. I need to actually like figure out what those things are called. Don't I?
1: I would go get cantois. Like if cantois. you want to get the French with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's, that, that, that's my, that's my instinct. But I think it might've, I think it might've been butchered in the, in the audiobook, So I need to go back and listen to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he sees this, runs, and a homeless man tells Jake that oh, they want to steal the power of your mind, which we know is, we we know that's the plot. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, back at home, Jake uh, and his parents are like, "Hey, dude, you're you really fucked up. Why did you beat that kid up? You're on. You're like, you're on your last, like, like this is the last straw. We need to send you upstate. We need to send you off to the asylum to this clinic for troubled teens." which lawn assures us, uh, Oh no, it's science based. Don't worry. Like, were you going to send me to a, to like, like to an Amish
1: camp. Like, what do you, what? (laughs) Yeah. Stepdads always be trying to get rid of their stepkids.
0: Uh, yeah. As opposed to, you know, sometimes
1: I don't blah. Sorry. I need to,
0: I need to to reestablish my energy level here because I'm a little bit bummed out and we're, we're not even to the cool stuff. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. And so uh Jake pulls down his sketches as his friend plays with Christine. Uh by which I mean the car, a toy car that uh looks like Christine it from the movie. Easy.
1: How many people you think have seen Christine? Like that's such an old movie right now, isn't it? It's it's an old
0: movie. I you know what, I don't know. Christine isn't up there. Like I mean, it's I mean, it's not in the pantheon of like, oh, this is like a good ass movie that people would have seen, like misery.
2: Yeah, I that's that is one that I have not seen.
0: It's fine.
1: It's a it's a good story. <laughs> I, w- I wish he, I wish he had been crashing the Christine truck into the Maximum Overdrive truck because that Ooh. would have been like the perfect. <laughs> yeah, well, the Buick Eight watches. <laughs> you want the Buick Eight watches? Just a weird <laughs> a weird automobile threesome of references. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't. I I didn't. Uh, you know, I didn't have freeze frame, uh, so I couldn't take a look behind him and actually make a note of what was on the shelf behind him um yeah and it, like so, so at a certain point for whatever your relationship with those easter eggs is the when i started seeing them like it was it became a little bit of a hunch that was more engaging than the movie itself for me at times like when it would pop up i was like oh i feel good for seeing that i don't know if i, I feel I good def- that it's can, there
1: but <laughs> yeah i i can definitely see that like you start looking like that's <laughs> That's one of the things was one of the reasons I said uh, that they weren't subtle was because they they give them to you so early and so often that you start looking through them for them throughout the rest of the film. And they're yeah. always always there, which is it's, I guess it's not bad. It's just it's very distracting.
0: It's um, it, it comes down to a value judgment almost. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, with the with the drawings down, Jake has uh one final dream in his home. Uh, a dream of the Battle of Jericho Hill, or what I assume is the Battle of Jericho Hill. This is, you know, where hope was ultimately lost. Uh, and we don't get our first glimpse of the Man in Black like he's appeared in some of the visions, but this is definitely the first exposure to uh, our, our our good friend MIB doing what he'd do um, by killing a soldier on the battlefield, somebody who's wounded, dying anyway. Um, this could be a mercy, except he burns him to death. Um, I like the way Walter's magic is handled in this because it is so effortless for him. It's not like he is conjuring up a spell. And when he actually does expend effort toward the end of the, you know, toward the end of the movie, you can tell it kind of matters. The fact that he issues kind of these commands, he tells the soldier now burn, you know, he tells people stop breathing, you know, while his arms are kind of, uh, you know, uh, folded behind him. Um, kind of gives a little bit of this nonchalance to him.
2: Yeah i i i definitely thought that was a a cool way to play it, and um, <laughs> i i i i really liked how it 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 just kind of played up the Matthew McConaughey ness, the Matthew McConaugheyocity. There we go. There we go. Um, uh, uh,
1: I've got a rest like thing it, that measures that actually. So if you need it, just let okay, me know. Cool.
2: <laughs> it, it, I just felt like it played that up. I felt like they really could have overdone the the all right, all right, all right. But I, I liked how they they wound up executing the magic in in the film. I felt like it was a good fit. Yeah. There's
0: a cynical read which could say, oh, they just didn't want to spend the budget doing a bunch of magic effects. So, <laughs> so you could have them just tell people die and have the actors sell it. But
2: yeah, but at the same time, it's pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, th- th- that's not the read that I give it. But I was like, huh, is that did that factor in? Maybe it's impossible that it didn't. But I don't know. Jeremy, how about you? Like, how, how does uh, uh, Walter's magic land for
1: you? It, it works for me some of the time. And then, um, other times, like when later on, he is walking by a a woman and her child <laughs> and he tells the daughter hate or like <laughs> hate your mother or something. I, I like the burn, right? Like, it <laughs> <Yeah>, burns good. <laughs> burns good. Uh, hate your mom seems like it would take a little bit more effort, just a, just a <laughs> tiny bit more effort. <laughs> yeah. So like, sometimes it works for me and sometimes it doesn't. And, uh, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's interesting talking to you, t- you about this, um, both of you about this because i'm I'm beginning to learn that we maybe have different like ideas of who walter is which is the sign of a great book but like he's to me he's always been like this manipulator who uses magic to manipulate things Mm -hmm. um not necessarily used magic as a direct influence of things Mm -hmm. and so like the the casual hate was really kind of off-putting to me Mm -hmm. but the you know him um memorizing something or you know, just intrinsically learning a spell to light stuff on fire just so he could say the word burn and then do it and look cool mm-hmm. makes it makes much more sense to me. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a it could be an intimidation play. Um, but exactly. uh, uh, so our friend Walter goes and uh, breaks up a scene with Roland and Steven. You know, they're sitting there talking about how all is lost and, you know, they have to protect the tower that the tower will always stand as long as Roland does. And you think, hey, this is going to be a big fight. Turns out, turns out not to be. As Walter uh, makes a couple of like illusions around them, and they do the uh, the Gunslinger's Creed, um, which takes up time in the movie in a way that it doesn't in the book. <laughs> I got a little bit; it didn't carry as much weight for me as I would have as I would have hoped when they uh, when when they deliver it. Uh, and Walter dispatches uh, Stephen Duchesne by saying, you know, stop breathing and uh steven obeys and uh roland is immune
2: yeah and that that was uh the lead up to one of my my favorite lines in the movie which is uh when he says my my magic's don't work on you not forever mhm it's like i there there was something about that where it it, it was it That is what made me so nervous that we won't see any more of these movies.
0: Oh, just that it wouldn't uh, fulfill, fulfill. Like,
2: like what's, what does he mean by that? What is going on? What is he doing? Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Because I like Walter Martin Randall flag, the man in black, like one of just the, coolest characters in anything. And I, I feel like there are almost infinite permutations of that character that you can, you can kind of take. And I am so curious where they're going with this one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there is any more uh, with this. And one that's,
2: After that. And that's
0: no, no, th- I'm, I'm not even talking about like just the, like the production, but just literally that, you know, Walter dies at the end of this.
2: Well, yeah, but does he? uh
0: you know who knows. <laughs> like, we we are led to believe that he is dead. I, I guess that is the uh, and that's why I phrased it as an if too.
1: It's, yeah. it's Game of Thrones rules. Unless you uh, unless you see them completely dismembered and their bones burned, they're probably going to come back in some way,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and even then, who
0: knows? Well, yeah, the dust could reassemble. Could be like Cell from Dragon Ball Z. Um.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool I'm with hip. The anime cuts. I'm Whoa. hip. <laughs> Unexpected. God. That
2: that cannot be the first Dark Tower Dragon Ball Z comparison.
1: Oh, but I really a, wish a, that there were more.
2: It's a big world. It's a big world. I, yeah. I've got, a,
1: I've got a podcast host uh, co-host that is way into the Dark Tower and also way into DBZ. So I, I can ask him to come up with some and just tweet them at you if you'd like me to.
0: <laughs> Please do. Um, I would. Okay. I, I would very much enjoy that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I don't know an awful lot. I think I, uh, the furthest I go is the Cell Saga. That's where my that's where that's where my uh, my interest fell off. Man, we're so far afield. <laughs> we're we're so distracted. <laughs> yeah. This episode.
1: Um, it's because this movie is not good. <laughs> it's hard to talk about things that are bad. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's, and that's the you know it, I think and this is something that Autumn um, specifically asked me to say is that the movie is so damn forgettable. Uh, and you, you and I talked about that right before we started, Cole. Like, I could barely remember anything that happened to this and it's just a week later. And I was mm-hmm. so happy that you took notes today so we could yeah, have, yeah. like, a basis to work from. But, like, it's, it just makes you, when you start talking about it, you just want to start talking about anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Including Dragon Ball Z, which is a first <laughs> for me. <laughs>
0: oh, man. Uh, it, 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 it can't all be dunks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But this is... um. You know, this is the end uh, as Roland tries to shoot Walter, but he nonchalantly catches the bullet. Uh, again, kind of playing the, playing up this idea that Roland's only weapon uh, is useless. You know, he can just casually ping, you know, pull one better on Neo. He's not just stopping it. He's, you know, catching it as it goes. And this ends with uh, Jake waking up and hearing the opening line to the gunslinger here out of nowhere um, and also, I, I don't think appropriate or applicable.
2: Um, yeah, that bugged me.
0: Yeah, we don't see like the the man in black is
1: never
2: in the desert. Um, yeah, and there's very little fleeing. <laughs> um,
1: and the it, gunslinger is only barely following him. He seems to be going in circles more than he's doing anything. Well,
0: they they they, <laughs> they even say like you know when they're trying to talk about like oh like what where, where where did Jake warp to? Oh, he's in the Mohane Desert. The gunslinger's there. Oh well, what's he doing? He's just kind of wandering. Like they like they say it. That's text. That's text in this. So who knows if that's a pull to a different to a different timeline or a different cycle? I, I I I can't say because there's not enough there for this to work with. What's more clear is the vision of the house at Dutch Hill. Which okay, cool, big spooky mansion. I know roughly what role this is going to play. Um, and then we get to one of our first major action sequences as, um, the people from the clinic show up, uh, <laughs> while Jake is using a web forum called help me find it,
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: which, uh, I think is the number, the number five website, uh, behind help me jerk off. Um, and also how do I get there? <laughs>
1: So. <laughs> help me find number one search uh, term this year was the clitoris just so that you know
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh geez they have it pinned it's at the top
0: just like okay you don't, don't even bother asking it's part of the <laughs> fact don't even bother it's part of the we fact. see
1: that you came from reddit we know what you're looking for <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man um i love these gatherers who are brought in uh weird-skinned twitchy hand jill and the incredibly off-putting toby uh, who, you know, far be it for me to, you know, to critique somebody's physique. I, I, is, is that a television show? Because it should be, critique of physique. <laughs> uh, but uh, but but Toby definitely matches what I what I picture when I picture the uh, the cantois or the or the low men in yellow coats.
2: Um, I agree, but at the same time, just like some more uh, spontaneous stunt casting, I kept wishing it was Bobby Moynihan. <laughs>
0: This is great because jake's like hey let me grab my toothbrush and we'll be on our way after trying to get his mom to believe that they are here to take him and suck his brains out or whatever um and so he flees out the bathroom window they break down the door and toby's like don't worry i got this i'm the overweight agile guy and clambers up and parkours behind
1: jake
2: oh yeah that was incredible <laughs>
1: There was a moment, I didn't imagine this, right, that he actually said the words parkour as he was doing it? Um, yeah, it was definitely
0: a, a like an office kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, which makes sense because of Idris Elba.
1: Of course, yeah. <laughs> Got the tie-ins. It's all canon.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the
1: office is canon. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um,
0: it's uh, I don't know if this was like played for laughs. Like, Did you guys get the sense this, that this was played for
2: laughs? Because I was laughing my ass off in the theater and I was the only one doing it. Yeah, I was, I was definitely laughing, and I definitely didn't feel like I should have been.
0: Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: like when he when
2: he wangs himself on that piece
0: of like loose metal and cuts part cuts off part of his mask.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, like it's a it's a fine action scene. I don't think any of the action in this is is execrable, but um, it just it it, it 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 tickled me. You know, especially he <laughs> Jake loses them in the lamest way. He runs into the subway and then just runs back up the other entrance uh just kind of hoping that he he will lose them in the crowd and they will think he hopped onto a train <laughs> I don't know it's um it's good
1: i thought this was funny I, it it's just bizarre like it's just a weird moment in this in this movie <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: and cuz i again i found it amusing too like i was chuckling at it and i was looking around and nobody else was and i was like okay so am i being weird <laughs> like i thought this yeah. was kind of funny
0: by this point I I had given up on feeling weird because I was the only person who was picking up what this movie was putting down <laughs> vis- yeah. vis-a-vis the small details. So
2: well I I I kind of kept laughing because the very next scene he he winds up at the house on Dutch Hill, uh at which point the film promptly transforms into Monster House with Steve Buscemi.
0: <laughs> Good Monster House poll.
2: That's all I could think of. That's yeah. all that I could think about. And it was was like, oh, this is this is Monster House. This house is Steve Bashemi's wife. Uh <laughs> man, that movie was pretty good. Nobody yeah. talks about that yeah, movie, you got, you, but it was pretty good. She got wife housed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so like I just kind of got like it was it was a fine action scene, but kind of a forgettable CGI action scene. And so I was just kind of thinking about how uh, Monster <laughs> House is pretty good. Yeah.
0: Um, I liked the way the house demon articulated that it wasn't like a big, a big house. Well, yes, it was a big house. Sorry. It wasn't like a big face that reached out or a body. It was like the like yeah. the debris kind of organizing as like a big tentacle, like wrapping them up with it. I think yeah, that it, like that was, that was substantially less goofy um, and yeah, a little bit, but, it felt a little bit more immediate, but it lasts for like 20 seconds. Yeah. It, I don't know. Like it was, it was a cool scene. I feel like I feel there's like 20 like minutes was... of
1: this in the outtakes.
0: <laughs> yep, the extended version. <laughs> mm-hmm. good clocks in at a solid, uh, uh, let's say, hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. What were you, what were you saying, Evan? I'm sorry.
2: No, like I, I, I felt like the the house demon was, it, it was done well, but the scene wasn't.
0: Yeah. Well it's it's and sequenced and paste really weird. Like he sees the he sees the portal, activates it, he dials in nineteen nineteen, so the cosmos is trying to give him a password, uh sure. which is a little bit how that worked out in the in the book, but like it is an it is an entire book like book wide ca coincidence, Um that is, uh-huh. you know,
1: trying F- to find another way to express that. What's that? <laughs> I said find another way to express that. I don't like that at all. That back. Yep. Uh, and Jeremy's gone. Sorry. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, but it's a book wide coincidence uh to try and communicate, you know, where where Susanna ended up. Like that is a that is a cool and good detail in the books. Here it's just a password. It's 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 coordinates take him to midworld.
2: Yeah. And then the demon is all wife housing and then Jake. Tries a whole bunch of stuff and nothing works, but then he says stop, and it's, <laughs> like, yeah,
0: what now? <laughs> well, well, sh- well that was, surely a house demon know. is a very powerful
1: entity, but a powerful
0: enough psychic would be able. to well, Come on, uh, like, I,
2: don't know, I, I, like,
1: it's really, it's really great that the the housewife's uh, safe word was just stop. That's that works out really well for everybody. I think. <laughs> I think mean, that would lead to a lot of false positives. I said, I said how- I said housewife. I meant wife house. I apologize. Ah, yeah.
0: uh, <laughs> oh, geez. But like in my head, like, Oh, just like, what a, what a great way to burn through an amazing and iconic scene from the books. Right? Like, yeah, I'm not angry that they included it. I'm angry that it's a footnote. And again, the movie is blowing past these faster than we are.
2: Yeah. And, and I, I, I didn't really think of this at the time, but like talking about it now and looking at my notes and thinking back and, the the way that I'm feeling about this movie is the same way that I felt about Star Trek Into Darkness and the way that they treated uh, Khan as a villain. And it's like, man, there was so much cool stuff that they just rushed through and threw away. Yeah, they just didn't do. And like it's. It's not even like, oh, they, they didn't hit it this time. They did it in such a way where it's like, well, they used that poorly.
3: <laughs> yep. like,
0: uh, so hypothetical Dark Tower 2 uh, return to the tower. Uh, another house demon shows up and they do it right. It's going to be entirely undercut by like, wait a minute, didn't they just do this? Yeah, why didn't Jake just say stop? No. And it's immune to his magics like Roland is to... <sighs> yeah. <laughs>
2: So like um, there's there are I I, I guess that my my relationship with this movie and the more like this is upon discussion, reflection since we started the podcast even. But there's so much that it did well (laughs) that I liked in terms of individual notes and elements, Mm -hmm. but it didn't combine them or utilize them in any kind of good way.
0: No, no and And this is like it's it's a little bit the role that I find myself playing on other shows, not to get meta here, although it's appropriate for a dark tower kind of thing where I will be the advocate for the small things that worked, even in the face of those small things not adding up to enough to make the to make the overall impression or quality of a thing good right you know if you yeah. look at it on the grand balance, I will be the person who highlights those and i I really want to give the movie credit where it's due, but like.
3: Yeah, I'm, Man, I'm, I'm, it's,
0: not, it's, it's hard. I'm not
2: trying to be I'm not trying to be a fucking Butterfield here.
0: <laughs> no, no. If anything, you're trying to you're if, <laughs> no, if anything, you're being a Ross, you know, um, if any, yeah, you know if I'm the
1: Butterfield in this podcast. <laughs> I can already tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But, you know, it's um, it's it's hard. It's hard to give those small, thing, those small things credit when the problem is structural. Right. Like I can love I can love me a, a, a coat of paints on this demon house. But got termites, got termites and demons, yo. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to it's hard to play those up when I know that like they're not gonna spend enough time. They're not going, you know, I said this in a re- in a recent episode that we that hasn't aired, so I guess it's not recent. Um in <laughs> an episode that will eventually come out. But like part of having a good idea is also making sure people see it, making sure it sinks in, have the confidence to, you know, to 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 like make sure it stands. You know, to make sure it stands proud here. It, it doesn't <laughs> like, it doesn't have the confidence. It just moves on to the next thing. Ugh. So um, regardless, Jake ends up in the Mohane desert after tossing his shoe through. Um, I think he says like, this is good. This is real. I don't know what that means as he wanders along.
2: I, I, I kind of got that. Like he's not crazy.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what I was going to go with too. It kind of, in a way that that echoes what he was you know what he went through in the third book right like where he had that divided reality that's Mm kind of what i took from it too so yeah yeah
0: um we get a small cut to the divertois um where we see a character that i like in the books i'm actually kind of fine with his portrayal here like i I like pimley as this kind of hapless schlub goofy guy with like the shaggy hair and the you know just dressing like a you know dress in real norm core like that's that's good and fine um I would actually like to see him do more with that honestly, however, he is just an accessory for that room, which is a
1: real problem, yeah. I feel like this entire room is an accessory for Walter. <laughs> like, I have Yo. no idea. <laughs> I have no, like I, I was watching this and I was like, who are these people? What is happening? <laughs> what is, what and movie is this from? <laughs> is this from a different I, Matthew McConaughey movie? <laughs> and,
2: and see, I, I felt like they, they, they hit the balance just wrong because I feel like if the room had been purely an accessory for Walter, it would have been fine. Or if it had been more, Fleshed out and substantiated, it would have been fine, but it was like they, they gave just enough where it's like, oh, this is supposed to be a thing, but what thing is it supposed yeah. to be?
0: Well, it's also a completely illogical space. Sorry to go all Dark Souls in this, but like it is simultaneously the room where the death machine that's powered by children is, but also Walter has his own little nook where he keeps the bends of the rainbow, um, and he's got his bookshelves and his and his box of bullets and stuff like. I, I don't know what that like. They, like they 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 cut to this, and it's meant to be like a headquarters, but it is not like a it is not like a logical or meaningful location. It is just a catch-all villain villain enclosure.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's it's asteroid M, right? Like it's just yeah. Magneto's. It's all of Magneto's toys in one little, little spot that they get. He can access at any one time with a bathroom in the corner. That's what this <laughs> is.
0: <laughs> yeah um and then they they introduced tirana which is like that is a why is she here that's not who yeah. she is tirana's I, I think she's a vampire she's definitely like she only appears like on like two pages in the dixie pig
1: <laughs> yeah like I, i'm glad you picked this up i had no idea who she was i I was even reading your notes and going like who the hell is tirana like i know who she is in the movie but like who i don't remember from the books at all yeah
0: well she's never named and neither is pimley so, um, it's, uh, it, like they, they serve a purpose just to be people who deliver bad news, who deliver bad news to, to, to Walter. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm doing a search here to, to, to see if she is uh to see if she is a, a, a or if she is a vampire. And <laughs> there's, there's an article here, which is. Um, from one year ago the dark tower finds its female lead but who is this character
1: <laughs> i saw that too
2: <laughs> yeah i i remember i remember when that came out and i remember thinking that like <laughs> oh like it's it's weird that they're bringing tirana in in the first movie i guess they're doing something really cool and different and then it was like she's just kind of a throwaway character
0: yeah and you know, in fairness, it would be cool if they m- had more noteworthy female characters in this series, right?
2: Outside- It'd be cool if they had That's more like-
0: noteworthy characters <laughs> at all? Yeah, true,
1: true. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah.
0: It it would have it would have been good. Um, however, she is kind of just a pretty face for Walter to a comment on, so like, oh, you know, pick pick a pretty face in the world's your oyster, um, and then later when she disappoints him, to burn and disfigure her. Yeah, but she comes in to raise uh, to raise an alarm over Jake activating this long dormant portal. So they're all they're all plugged in, um, a, a little bit wasting the notion of this massive castle full of doors that were used by the old ones for tourism, um, you know, into these other worlds. Um, in uh... yeah. <laughs> so regardless, Jake is in the desert, and the man in black knows it. And also knows that he is going to see his old friend Roland. And why don't we get to that with Jake stealing some of Roland's water. Having just wandered through the desert. And Roland just straight up uh, both draws a gun on a kid and also dangles him over a ledge.
2: (laughs) That to me actually felt very Roland.
0: It did. It just, it struck me.
2: (laughs) I did think it was kind of interesting. um, And maybe this was me reading more into it than was even there. But um, Jake taking roland's water in the movie when in uh the gunslinger roland kind of sort of drank jake's like jake provided water to roland at the way station yeah
0: Yeah, the 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 shifting of the rescue there
2: yeah like i i feel like i i feel like there could have been some really cool symbolism there if they'd gone just again like one step further with it
0: yeah, what I think they wanted was a you know a chance to show like to introduce Roland literally with his gun drawn um and also to have it be an exact mirror of the drawing that uh that Jake had made uh, after one of his dreams. Uh yeah. and it's and it's one of these drawings that is uh that convinces <laughs> that convinces Roland to not drop him off of a cliff. Uh the drawing of the man in black and Jake is very confused to hear that his name is Walter. That is not the name of a of a sorcerer who is worse than the devil.
2: <laughs> uh that that actually that actually reminded me, um, and, and this is gonna tie back into the reboot podcast that I'm not going to shut up about until uh <laughs> until we do it. Um, you know, there's the the super powerful guardian named Bob. Yeah. I, I love <laughs> when when supernatural characters have the most mundane names.
0: Yeah. Well Roland's all like Roland's not that exotic of a name either.
2: No, but Roland is kind of like antiquated in a way that fits.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like like Walt is uh yeah. it's, a, it's a little uh it's a little colloquial. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like how how many Walters have you actually come across in life versus how many Rolands?
0: You mean aside from the lead singer of Tears for Fears?
2: Obviously. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I know obviously besides your your good friend the lead singer for Fears for fears. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's all of our good friend. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, of course.
0: I mean I, I, I <laughs> yeah, don't I don't know him, but I feel like I know him. Yeah, your your friend, my friend, everybody's friend. Yeah, he he, he answered the question. A, how how big is that chair? And also, what kind of songs <laughs> come
2: from it? I mean, it's it's a mad world.
1: <laughs> so, I uh I really like this uh depiction of the of the desert. By the way, this is one of the one of the things in the movie that I actually. Really, really dig, and that I think comes over yeah. pretty direct from uh, the the Gunslinger book, mm-hmm. is that this just barren wasteland of a place, um, and just in in my head, I always envisioned it brighter, like a like a more like an old Western kind of desert, yeah, like, more like than like
0: this, but sun, this, this... Sun and sandier,
1: exactly. But this really, really worked for me too. Like this, yeah. this almost feels better like this almost feels like an end of the world desert like you could just you could literally walk off the universe at any point and not even realize it
0: yeah completely completely dead
1: is what it is what it looks like
2: yeah i I actually had in my notes uh i can't read most of the words but i can see the word topography (laughs) uh i i like that it's not just like a flat desert there there are cliffs and mountains and it's yeah there's a lot going on with the landscape,
0: and when they when they take the time to show you these grand vistas, you know these beautiful views ahead, um, you know, and show you the alien sky with the two moons in it, like that is like universally a good thing that they should have done more of. Make this feel like a like a strange and broken and beautiful place.
1: Make it a make it a 99-minute movie and just give me two minutes of this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, just ha- have the confidence to not have to not literally just proceed with the incident uh at a mm-hmm. at, at like a lockstep pace. Yeah. Um sorry to keep harping on that. I know that's probably gonna drive some people crazy, but like, no, this is a good thing. Have the confidence to lean into it. <sighs> but uh, Roland believes the vision and says, Hey, we got to take you to a professional. No, not somebody is going to remind you about your dead dad. Um, no, to the spirit, to the seer is going to interpret your visions. And meanwhile, Walter is back in New York and we get a little bit of that, you know, whenever somebody's out of, out of place in modern society, like that's why the first Thor movie works, <laughs> you know, and we're going to see yeah. that here, but he is like weirdly at home. Uh, but also uh, an agent of chaos. And this this is the part where he tells a little girl to hate her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he finds Jake Jake's blood and takes it to the Dixie Pig. Again, a thing from book six. Uh, and gives it to Sayer. Which here, Sayer is like a leader of the underworld. As opposed to being a corrupt executive of the Sombra Corporation. Um, and when I say sure. leader of the underworld, he looks like an extra from the underworld movies.
1: <laughs> which which side the werewolf or the vampires ah, you know they've been fighting each other for centuries right <laughs> Are <you> yeah, <laughs> I, either or <laughs>
3: just
0: the way he's dressed or his presentation or just everything about the dixie pig uh, it doesn't really land for me like Sayer's pretty important in the in the cosmology but here he's just somebody who exists to taste blood and say ah yes it's a boy this is a fine vintage the strong the, the shine is pure in this one and the shine is just a rebranding of the touch right it's a way for them mm-hmm. to to not have two separate kinds of um psychic powers in the shared Stephen King averse, right?
3: Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well I I kind of figured in the books that the touch was kind of a rebranding of the shine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So I, oh yeah, Stephen King has like 18 names uh, for, you know oh yeah. kids have yeah. kids having
2: psychic powers, and like uh, that that didn't bother me at all. It was just like, oh, yeah, let's like, just kind of simplify this a little bit.
0: Yeah, just could like gather all of this together under like maybe not the more popular books. You know who who knows? But like the Sh- the Shining has much more cultural cachet than the Dark Tower does, and definitely Absolutely. will. <laughs> so just uh consolidate. It's fine. He's psychic. Whatever. Um. He also heads over, grabs our buddies, uh, who failed to grab Jake, uh, <laughs> basically has says, okay, give, give, give me his name. Tell me where he went. And instead of just killing them together, uh, he says, Hey, kill each other. And you know, they start fighting and he, he orders, he orders everybody, uh, to, uh, you know, like, Hey, keep calm, everybody enjoy the show. Cause you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> I kind of loved
2: everything about that scene. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. how hapless they are. It's super yeah. goofy,
0: um, yeah. but again, it plays into Walter as manipulator more than anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you I was, sound you sounded
0: I, skeptical, Jeremy.
1: I, this just this just didn't work for me. Like, I I'm not. I don't want to harp on it too bad because it's just there. But like, it just. I just. It was one of those times in the movie. I was just like, okay, yeah, like I mean, you're gonna rush through just about all of the cool stuff, and like take your time with this for some reason. Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. Um,
2: I go I'm gonna be very honest. Uh, I have spent. I I saw this movie on. Oh, uh, I think, I think Sunday, and mm-hmm. since I saw that scene, I've been trying to think of an appropriate teenage dirt segment that we could work into this episode.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't know. We'd have to make one up, oh, but I don't feel like doing I know. that. I don't feel like going to that effort.
2: <laughs> no, that's that's the thing is like if if like they've they've got literally infinite uh, segments and yeah. I just you know none of us have the time to go through their <laughs> their decades long back catalog and yeah. and find the right one. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> so let's do the segment where we just tell people to listen to Teenage
0: Dirtbacks. Although a comparable number of people listen to both of these shows. So it, it would be a very <laughs> strange one indeed. Um Yeah. Back over on uh, Midworld side, you know, we have Walter with Jake's name and his rough whereabouts, whatever. Uh this is where they're in the spooky woods in the ruins of a theme park that uh is themed after Pennywise the clown. Um, I love the idea of Roland uh, thinking that these were massive structures whose purpose was lost to the – lost to the ages, not like seeing the big banner in the fun graphics and the clown itself and the balloons and stuff. Like he is very morose about this, about the whole proceeding.
1: Yeah, this is one of those good fish out of water moments you mentioned, like Thor 1 had. Um, Yeah it's funny you brought up Thor 1 because that was one of Allison's points when we were talking about this the night the movie came out. She mm-hmm. was like, this is the reason it's good is because of all the out of fish out of water moments like Thor 1. Um, <laughs> there are a handful of them. It, I don't know about all of them, it's a, but there are a handful of them. Good. I, I just I, – I've already said my piece on the references. Like this just <laughs> seems like an extended one of those, and I don't – I just – why it's okay <laughs> yeah, right so it, like it's just...
0: it's a good setting for them to be camped out in this theme park that the uh that the forest has overtaken um it is both incidental and kind of annoying that it is themed after pennywise so it can either mean absolutely nothing to the scene and you just defer to this being okay well nature has reclaimed everything or it can stick in your crawl the entire way I'm not saying either one of those yeah, is correct, I'll, but like those are both like those are both of the reactions that I can see.
1: Yeah, I, I should probably just let it go. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not telling you to let it go. I just, uh, oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I, I just don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hold us up too much on, uh, Jeremy Hates, like, all of these references that are here for basically no reason so. right it's no reason for i feel it. like That's we just maybe fun. we need a teenage dirtbag segment for that we can just put that in instead of me talking about it the next time it happens to go through them yeah
0: well Tahiner uh, uh rallying around them in the forest and you know jake in an echo of a scene in the gunslinger decides to wander off um and actually sees his dad you know hey kid you got tall <laughs> we're not dead here we we all live down here um, we all float down here, <laughs> and so um, this turns out to be a demon. Uh, one of which uh, got through after the uh, after the beam quake. So I'm bummed out, and I'm not that not that crazy about the change of the cosmology, uh, wherein <laughs> the Dark Tower ends up being this bulwark, this thing that is actually like a shield generator, keeping the demons out, right? I would have preferred that the main that the main purpose of it be to hold the world together and the secondary thing would be if the world falls apart the beings of chaos will come through right it's kind of cool that he grabbed the spider and you know put it up against the uh, his drawing of the map that he did you know symbolizing either you know the, the the being that is it or the crimson king both of which are these massive spider monsters you know who Whose true forms wait at the barrier to our universe. Um, That is a cool and good, like subtle reference to those things. Um, But I just wish they hadn't simplified it to like, oh, it's like a shield uh, because it's weirder and more psychedelic than that. How, however yeah <laughs> these little tears that pop up where you literally see like i think it's visually impressive the way the way the fabric of the universe uh kind of gives way to this like stranger things esque, you know upside down leaking through where you see the demons like rallying and pounding on the wall of the fabric between reality like it is a it is a cool way to do like the thinny style thing
1: yeah it's it's like a it's like a shortcut to that right it's kind of a neat thing to do that yeah. yeah
0: it's cool when the sky above new york uh changes over to that later
1: yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but regardless it's okay. a cool effect yeah
2: there there were a lot of cool visuals in this movie like god just just like thinking about it and talking about it it's like there there were so many cool visuals and so many cool ideas and so many like almost cool things that they did
0: yeah, almost cool that, treatments of ideas that we that that we are aware of from
2: the books. Yeah, and they yeah. They, mm-hmm. they they just like stopped just before it would have worked. <laughs> they tried yeah. to fit more of them in than they could, and as a result, they cut them all off at the knees.
0: Yeah, the dose makes the poison, but the dose also makes the difference between whether this is cool and good or I don't know. I lost my, I lost my metaphor there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but Roland, uh, shoots the illusion of his father, knowing that this is preying on his weakness and they fight, uh, they, they, they fight off a, a skeleton crew that, um, in in a, in a nod to book two, uh, injures Roland by piercing his shoulder and causing a massive infection, um, before they, before they kill it off for good.
2: Yeah. and, um, I, 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 I was, I was almost surprised that, uh, he, he didn't get some cheflet for it.
0: Oh, th- I'm sure that would have been worked into, uh, worked into a, uh, an earlier draft.
2: Yeah. Like I, it, it just felt at this point in the movie, like I was still on board with it, but it, it, at, at this point it was just so much was just kind of on the nose. I was just like almost waiting for it yeah
1: i have to imagine that um because i think we talked about it on the podcast when it came up uh like i had never heard of keflex before reading the dart tower like it just wasn't a thing and i oh. have to imagine that if they were watching like if they were focus grouping this thing and they had the word keflex in there and like and had a comedic moment of you know rolling that made up pronouncing it just being completely lost on the audience and being like we don't that was supposed to be funny i don't get it
0: yeah, it, See, like it, it, the the way that this would have been done, what it would have been focused tested, tested to is like, oh, you need some penicillin, and Roland would say, "What are you saying about my penis?"
1: There you go. I'm only
0: halfway joking. <laughs> like that is like the, that that is the yeah. gag that somebody would that somebody would pitch for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, my, I think is, I'm uh,
2: <laughs> I'm I am actually uh, deathly allergic to Cephalex. Oh yeah. So that's uh that's why I've heard of it. <laughs> that's your point of reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh my, my association with that shit is anaphylaxis.
0: Oh yeah, fun. Um yeah. those are uh, those are always terrifying stories
2: of yeah, like reactions to uh that kind of stuff. It's the only the only allergy I've got that's like intense like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh
0: Yeah. I've told the, I've told the story elsewhere at the time I lost control of my face because of a medicine allergy.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. That's uh that is <laughs> Arguably less life-threatening, but infinitely more terrifying yeah. to me than anaphylaxis. Yeah, yeah. Um, Has
1: anybody ever seen The Weekend and Cole Ross in the same place at the same time? Do we not? Do we? Are we confirmed <laughs> that that's not the same person? The Weekend. Who's the Weekend? <laughs> he I mean, sings that song. I can't feel my face.
3: Oh, my face
0: never mind. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Jeremy. Oh man, <laughs> dude, he's uh, a. <laughs> His, we do not his have hair. to go into it. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs>
2: yeah. his, his, his hair is pretty great. <laughs> is this a modern <laughs> thing? Like, I don't know. I don't know what he yeah, like, is.
1: It's just a modern singer. Yeah. Like, this, okay. it, he's does, a, like R&B club music. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. 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 He's a, he's a, I'll, a, I'll a link you later fairly popular okay. R&B singer with yeah. uh, very iconic hair new.
3: Hmm.
2: Yeah. We should proceed
0: uh, to a mm-hmm. scene that is supposed to be played for um, a lot of emotion, it starts out um, with, I think, one of the like genuinely most funny moments where Jake's parents come home. Walter has been hot on their trail to find him wearing an apron and cooking chicken, apologizing because well, I don't have, I mean, we don't have chicken where I come from. <laughs> I thought this it's was really good. The, the, this is this is the tone that I wish Walter would have uh, w- would have adopted uh, for 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 most of the time um, because it comes out of nowhere. Uh, and he mm. quickly turns it up, like he instantly kills Lon, um, however much he might have deserved it through the lens of mistreating his stepson. Uh, this freaks out. Uh, this freaks out Jake's mom. And then he turns like super predatory on her, like uh, like menacing her, getting like right over top of her, grabbing her face, telling her not to fight it. Like it's real. Um, I mean, he's the villain, but like I got real kind of like squirmy in my seat watching this because i wasn't ready for it to get that uh to take on that aspect right
2: it i i wasn't really braced for it but at the same time that was one of the the moments that felt the most stephen king to me yeah Mm -hmm. because uh he he kind of he kind of pulls that shit yeah yeah and it was uh it was it was a very a very true to the source type of type of moment. Yeah. But, you know, she mentions
0: the drawings because like she recognizes him. That's what tips her off as opposed to this just being a, a home invader. You know, this is a cosmic invader. Um and he drags her into Jake's room and forces her to recover the memory of the of the drawings that were there. Well it looks like I got myself a stalker. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i liked i i like that yeah i well, uh well just I like the, of, the, the 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 slack-faced way that he says it just kind of like remarking like
2: huh yeah i i don't know i i i remember when that happened like like when that line came i was just like i i really enjoyed it and i was like i feel like not too many people are going to think kindly on that line. Oh, looks like I got myself a stalker. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. I just kind of had a yeah. feeling like, I mean, if I I, I loved it. I, it, I thought it was great. It, and it's like, ah, it's probably going to not, it doesn't not ma- be a favorite. It
0: doesn't matter how evil I, I, I am. If I find an evidence dungeon of somebody who's been obsessing over me, like I'm going to talk about it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: What were you going to say, Jeremy? You, you guys listen to, have you guys ever listened to a lot of uh Bill Hicks stand up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the there's the scene, and um, I feel like I'm repeating myself on this podcast, and I apologize if I am, but uh, there's the scene where he talks about or the the bit where he's Waffle House after his act, uh-huh. and, uh huh, and he's he's reading yeah. a book, and uh, someone comes over and he, he <laughs> looks like we got ourselves a reader, <laughs> and it's just <laughs> exactly the same tone and inflection that uh, <laughs> Matthew, all right, all right, all right, delivers the stalker line in, and it, like that's the reason that this was funny to me like i started kind of cracking up a little bit like it's <laughs> just lost any kind of like threat or, or anything yeah because <laughs> i just pictured matthew McConaughey going up to bill hicks and being like
3: hmm we
1: got ourselves a reader <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and then uh
0: you know it's left ambiguous for the moment what he does with jake's mom although we know it's not good um you know instead of leaving on uh leaving on or showing uh physical violence against her um, it leaves on emotional violence, you know, shaming her for possibly selling her son down the river, you know, like, like, look, look, look what you did. Look, look who you delivered him into the hands of me, um, which is pretty devastating. A very devastating thing to say to a mom.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know if I'm happy, like, like if I'm happier with Jake's parents being his parental figures or whatever being dispatched with on camera and be, you know, providing like a motivation, like a, you know, very clear, like, Hey, this person killed your parents. Hey, you have no attachment to this world anymore. Um, if I'm happier with that, or if I would have been happier if they kind of mimicked him abandoning them because he felt more at home in one world than the other. I feel like both of those have, um, a pathos. It's just that one is more complicated and slow burn and the other one plays better on the screen. So, like, if I was making des- making a decision about this, I don't know if
1: it's as cut and dry. I think the uh, the way that the movie presents it works better in a uh, in a modern context. Excuse me. <clears> then <throat> <clears throat> you know Jake just literally leaving his parents behind, <clears throat> and like that he does in the book. So, excuse me, I just sneezed. And I didn't do it on the mic, but now my voice is all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. But uh, yeah, I feel like the the way the movie does it like, makes sense to the audience, and that's probably the reason they did it, is so that he literally has no ties left anymore. Right, right, so it doesn't feel like a plot hole. Like, why doesn't this young man exactly. love his parents? Well, Yeah, why, why, why isn't he going uh, back to his shitty life? <laughs> if with his shitty stepdad, they want to send him to the Amish Community Center or whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> why does he send him to Churnsley University? <laughs> Go to the barn I, I,
1: Razors. I, I need that shirt. Quick, fast, <laughs> in a hurry. <laughs>
3: Churnsley, you. <laughs> oh. uh,
0: so Roland and Jake arrive at the town. Um, I don't know what this town is supposed to be. I think that it's uh, supposed to be a little bit of a uh, kind of like representation of the Kala a little bit.
2: Yeah, that's kind of what my take was too.
0: Uh, and the only reason I say that is less because it has access to and is a, and is adjacent to this more modern technology uh but because everybody seems to be in pretty good health to the point where i think they really fell down on the costume and production design and just told people like dress in whatever normal clothes you have <laughs> when i think of townspeople in roland's world i think of them having like homemade clothes i think of them having let's say mysterious wounds and weeping sores I, I picture them being a little bit more roughshod than just a bunch of like dudes, a bunch of dudes and ladies
1: that we see here. Yeah, these 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 people look surprisingly intact to me. Yeah. they're just they're just all hanging out like it's a like it's a, like it's a costume party, <laughs> like they, they could be at a con of some sort. I don't know if it's like <laughs> Desert Con or Midworld Con or, or like, Bring but they can definitely him. all be at a con. <laughs> yeah,
0: like it's down to the point where you know they, they they come here for this for this seer. His name's his name's Aura. Um, and you would, you think, okay, a seer is going to be, you know, pretty, pretty roughed up and like in, in, in rough shape, you know, somebody who's, who's seen some shit. I'm not saying this to be creepy. I didn't expect her to be this gorgeous actress, you know, she's fine. She does a very good job. Um, you know, like she, she, she does, she does well. It just doesn't feel appropriate to me. (laughs) Yeah, given this what... whole
1: scene does not feel appropriate to me, so yeah. I'm with you.
0: Yeah, given what I know about Roland's world, this feels this feels strange and out of step. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the realization that Walter has um, is that you know, with Jake's pure pure shine having seen what Jake has seen. Um, is that Jake alone can take down the tower. So they immediately don't need anybody else than Dave Artois. They can just, you know, get him. Like that is the end run that they want to do. As Aura also discovers the deaths of Jake's power, demonstrates, you know, telepathy, demonstrates this connection, demonstrates how strong his shine is. As Roland has the, just this nasty looking infection that cannot get better here. Um and they, they arrive at what their plan ought to be, which is they need to get to the place in Jake's drawing um by going through Keystone Earth to get, you know, like to get to the Divartois.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't have much to <laughs> Yeah.
0: We 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 should just talk about the dinner because this is another line that I think would would have landed better for me if it didn't uh if it didn't if I didn't hear it ten times watching the trailer, the whole you know, Roland asking Jake about Earth, saying, Hey, do you have guns? Do you have ammo? And then Jake saying, oh, you're going to love Earth. Like, that would have been a nice little, like, trenchant commentary about how common guns are in America. Um, But it just wore out its welcome for me. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well. And this is where, like, way too late, the movie starts questioning or raising some doubts about Roland's motivations. About what his actual reason for being on this quest or this reason for you know proceeding forward in this direction is because you know somebody comes up and says hey we we, we can't just activate the portal they're going to find us like they're going to know we have it like you know all the gunslingers are gone why we why would we believe the charlatan and Ara reads him and says like yeah you know he was once a gunslinger but he travels with this you know he travels with his soul in the man in black's pocket and he's only powered by revenge which we have not really seen so far it's not been like stated that like that that's what he wants to do he's willing to kill jake over like information about where the man in black is but like it's not been something that has like been all consuming for him he pretty much immediately drops everything to keep jake in his uh in, in his sphere right
1: yeah because jake is the exposition Nugget. Like, we, got, we, got, yeah. we have to keep the exposition nugget around so that we can have more exposition. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> I suppose. Otherwise nobody has a reason to say the things that we need to hear. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but the conclusion is that Roland is no longer a gunslinger in spite of, uh, in spite of Jake's protestations. Uh, however, they're still going to activate the portal. It's, it's fine. And as they go and activate portal 1408, wink and nod, um the tahin attack i initially didn't realize that these were tahin i thought they were orcs
1: yeah i didn't i didn't get tahin <laughs> yeah. at all <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i uh the first time that i realized it was tahin was when you sent the show notes yeah a couple hours ago right
0: yeah uh, like like that, that that is what they're supposed to be like some of these guys we saw we saw them like suiting up in the Debartois. um but yeah, like, the, like they like they they come across as orcs. They feel like they, they 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 come out of nowhere. And Roland is completely consumed by fever and is taking them out as we get a cutaway to Walter who is watching all of this through his orbs. He has black 13. That's very strange. <laughs> and then <Yeah>. also <laughs> provides some ex- some exposition that is not necessary here saying that yes, his guns are made from Arthur Reveld's swords, which is true. Um uh, and also Keystoneers call call it Excalibur which is also true but it is a very dumb detail to share in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's really
2: on the nose whatsoever. the way they presented it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Also like, why are we dealing with the Black 13 at all? Like Yep. Like have this dude be like he's got he's got a, a villain layer, as we've already established. Just have him be looking at a weird screen. Nobody would know the difference. Like it's full of technology. You have all of the all of the technology around you. It's just such a weird thing to pull like this extremely important, dangerous artifact out of the latter half of the series into the very first of your universe movie. And I uh uh-huh. I just, I keep going back to the way that they just ruin stuff in advance. Like they just pull it and they're like, oh, well, we're going to change this and sue. So it doesn't make any sense anymore ever. And then put it in the movie.
0: Yeah. So this fight, uh, it's fine. It is a completely done action scene. Like yeah. the, mm-hmm. you know, Roland isn't just taking everybody out himself. He is rallying the, the townspeople to do what they need to do. They're not just victims. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're burning the town down. Uh, everybody's trying to, you know, save their stuff. And we get to another thing that I (laughs) wish—that fucking trailer. Like, I wasn't one of the people who was angry about the reload trick that that, that we saw. I was like, whatever, fine. And just, yeah, whatever, fine. Um, But it ruined some really good stuff that I wish I would have seen because, like, taken—not in a vacuum, but taken as part of this, knowing the context for Roland being, you know, out of his mind— you know, with with fever and infection, and all of that, when he focuses and listens as the Taheen are carrying Jake away and then makes that completely impossible shot, that yeah, that could be like this amazing moment that is the height of like, oh, the way that Roland conceptualizes the world around him, the way he the <laughs> the, the way he keeps an entire conflict in his head, how heightened his senses are, it is above and beyond anything that should be humanly possible awesome good and great. Um I I feel like that was a, a little bit of that impact was taken away. I know that's not the movie's fault. Uh trailers are cut together by different people. Um and it's my fault for watching it. So I apologize if that is an irritating critis- criticism to say. I think it was done much better in the movie than than it was there, but all of the all of the impact was taken out of it for me.
2: I I could not agree more. Yeah. Like that that could have been such a powerful impactful scene if we hadn't seen it already
0: yeah
2: and like granted like the the context does make it different but just it's such a ridiculous visual Mm -hmm. that out of context it seems kind of dumb and presenting it in context it, it could have worked but having already seen the visual it was just like oh okay that's where that goes
0: yeah yeah like oh he's in this village i i know when night falls he's gonna do that cool thing just wait for it watch yeah, it yeah
2: it was and that's it, it, i don't know that 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 just feels very endemic of so many of my issues with this movie that <laughs> i liked a lot in spite of its issues
0: yeah Jeremy is the person who who I think falls most <laughs> on the side of I don't like this movie on on the show currently. Um, w- w- what did you think of this? Like like how this landed as part of uh, um, Roland's uh, you know uh, something that Roland has in his quiver.
1: The uh, the 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 battle scene itself was was competent. This these reloading tricks uh, I think are cool. I just I don't associate them with Roland so much. Like you don't really you see him like in the books. He's fast, right? Like that's pretty much all he is. is he's extraordinarily quick. Mm-hmm. Even when he's um, like even when he's strung out and sick and uh, on the beach and he just had his hands, you know, mutilated. He's still extremely quick. Like I think uh, he spooks Eddie a couple of times with how fast he moves, even though he's super sick. So, I oh yeah, this stuff is
2: just, like one of like like one of the coolest parts of the role and characterization in the books that I was really hoping we'd get
1: exactly in, yeah. in the movie.
2: Cause like, especially like Idris Elba moving scary fast is viscerally intimidating because as Cole mentioned, he is a fucking slab of a man. Yeah. Like again, any, dis- anybody, anybody that big moving that fast and especially <laughs> anybody that big and that intense moving that fast like that that could have been so cool and i feel like they kind of short sold it yeah it didn't just need seems to talk you jeremy i'm sorry
1: you're good it it just seems too slick yeah right like it just seems very it seems like a very hollywood thing and i know that's a dumb thing to complain about in a hollywood movie but at the same time like it's i don't know like it's just it's just It's a. it's a weird thing to like do you think court trained him with that because in my head, like Court would have just like if the moment that he threw like a uh, like a you know, at the moment that he tried to do a trick like this, Court would bash him up the head, right? Mm-hmm. Like that would happen yeah. immediately. He'd be like, "What are you doing? You forgot in the face of your father, you maggot! Like stop that! Like yeah. we're not here to make it look pretty. We're here to make <laughs> yeah. it look useful. You're gonna waste bullets, <laughs> so you know." And again, that's 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 me coming at this from just as a a big fan of the books and trying to remember that it's not a direct adaptation. Um, yeah. By, by itself, yeah. if, if I saw this in uh jumper or wanted, I, thought, <laughs> I think the tricks would be very cool. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh,
2: if we can, if we can take a quit, uh, stunt casting detour, um, <laughs> I, oh, Dean Norris, I, for sure. Dean Norris.
0: If we're doing is, the breaking
2: bad thing as court. Yeah. Um, I don't know the actor's name. I was thinking uh whoever plays Stick in the Netflix Daredevil series.
1: Hmm. I was thinking the guy who plays Mike in Breaking Bad.
0: Oh, okay. Wait, we, yeah, we were both going Breaking Bad. Yeah. Dean Norris uh plays Hank. I have
2: uh I have a shameful <laughs> confession. Oh, <yeah>. I, have, <laughs> I have I have I have only seen the first two episodes of Breaking Bad.
0: Oh. It's a good
2: show. Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> I um <laughs> you 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 literally don't need anybody else to tell you that.
2: Yeah, no, I I know. Uh I've I I started watching it at a time when everything in life was very stressful and I started getting like uh I started watching the third episode and started getting like physical anxiety symptoms and was like All Oh right, the, the, th- gonna...
0: the third episode is fucking just harrowing as well yeah. like that is that is a yeah, wall for a lot a of people Yeah it's
2: real rough it is it is bad when yeah. uh when yeah. everything else in your life is not so great Yeah yeah for, and, for um, people
0: listening who only have a a, a rough uh, like a recollection of how that goes I believe the third episode is the raspberry
2: jam episode Mhm <laughs> mm. Mm -hmm. and um so i stopped watching very early in that episode and then jessica and i started like we we tried to watch it together and we got through the first episode and we got up to the uh just after oh god i'm aaron paul's character all i can think of for his name is eddie because it's (laughs) fucking (laughs) eddie dean in my mind jesse 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 that's the one (laughs) Uh, he, he leaves the hardware store with the or he he, he leaves the hardware store after looking at like the, the plastic tubs and the
3: <laughs>
2: a, yeah. acid in the bathtub and all that. Like we got to that point. We were just like, life is too difficult right now. We <laughs> can't handle this. We're, we're not ready and, for this. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I have I have seen like roughly like two point two episodes of Breaking Bad ever. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. M- Mike would be a good one Uh. What, what's yeah. I, I, I forget I forget that actor's name which is shitty because he's a good actor hmm Um. let's see here where were we at because you were talking Jeremy about how flashy this is I agree Roland should be more practical I think that of yeah. the three reloading tricks that we see the one where he just kind of like snaps it up uh, from the gun belt like as the as they hang low is the most practical of them right
1: same. Mm-hmm. That, that seems like something that he would he would do. Right. Like yeah. that seems like a, a reasonable thing, to like a practical thing to do. I think practical is probably the best term for that. Yeah.
0: So they go through the portal. The town is in disarray. You know, they, they, they say, as long as Jake is here, you are no longer safe. So let's get as far as, as far away as we can. And they make Earthfall in a Chinese restaurant. And this is where it becomes Thor 1. Uh, when they arrive roland is a little bit upset because one of the guys has a knife jake has to assure him oh he like he's he's a chef like he's supposed to he's not a threat um and jake is <laughs> desperately trying to keep people from noticing that roland is uh you know very out of place here as they walk onto the street again um this is a little detail from the series out past the globe theater uh which is holding spaghetti western night at the majestic uh just like uh, uh Eddie saw, you know, when he was, when he was doing his stuff. Cut away to Walter burning that woman, which is uncalled for, you know, and saying, yep, one last time around the wheel, old friend, another one of those lines that is supposed to uh, evoke the idea that, yes, this is part of the cycle. No, that horn on your back uh as part is not just a uh, costume design. Yes, this is, you know, possibly alluding to a greater, a greater import as we go to a straight up comedy scene with roland in the hospital jeremy you do not like the hospital scene with roland
1: i mean at this point like the movie has worn out its welcome like and we're only what like 70 minutes into it maybe maybe (laughs) 80 minutes into (laughs) it but i'm just i'm just so done with all of this and like the fact that again we're rushing through we're, we're burning so much of the series goodwill we're burning so much mystery and then Let's take a let's take a break so that we can see something that we've seen in literally like every fish out of water comedy movie that you've ever seen since 19 probably 75. Like let's yeah, let's do that again. Yeah. Like well, so, what
0: yeah, was that it, one it where works. Arnold Schwarzenegger was Hercules in New York? I believe it was called Hercules in New York.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Continue. I didn't mean to talk over you. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, no. It's it's that was pretty much my point is just like we we've seen this in countless out of movies we've it's, 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not a bad thing. It's just in the context of this movie, it's just like, why are you showing this to me? Like, why, like, what, what, what tension are you relieving right now? Like, you we you, you've been going so fast, I barely remember why we're doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I, maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm wrong. Evan, do you, do you have a, a different take on this? Are you, are you into this?
2: Uh, I, I I've been kind of quiet cuz I really don't have a different take. I'm just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, <Nah>. I,
0: <laughs> okay, well I I will be the person who goes to bat for this. Um I think that the uh that the pacing of this, like this is a moment. I I don't know, like if, if this was a more comedic movie, it probably would have w- would have played better. I think the performances um uh play well into it so both the pacing and the performance lead to this comic timing that I think works very well um i think idris elba does an amazing job at just being completely over this like he is he he conveys very well that like okay he understands roughly what is going on here he knows that um he is in a place of medicine and these people are making him better he has no time to suffer the fools um you know like the the bit of information that he has um hepatitis alphabet and also low-level chronic radiation sickness uh (laughs) (laughs) is uh it it doesn't flinch off him he's like okay uh, like just his 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 completely being done with this now that he has what he needs which is antibiotics in his veins um and 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 painkillers really really sells it combined with jake um trying to silently intervene um and (laughs) convince him not to completely give away uh, the, uh, the g- give away the act yes it's a little bit of a you know it, it is a very much overdone kind of thing but even the end where it becomes chaotic where he rips out the ivs and tries to tries to pay them with a with with, with a gilead dollar <laughs> like that's that's good and funny i agree with you jeremy that like okay well now you're going to spend time on this this is a good thing to spend time on right like in a better more consider in a better movie with more considered pacing this would not feel like it was expensive right
1: and yeah that that's that's my exception with it again i don't think that it's bad at all like it's 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 like it's idris elba doing this is a really is really (laughs) funny like that dude is a funny guy yeah (laughs) um like that you know going back to that that thing that we saw recently um where the gift was passed around where he was saying are you really taking notes and hearing a a criminal fucking conspiracy like he's (laughs) a funny guy thank you for
0: not saying the 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 word that comes right before that
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i'm not gonna do that um (laughs) but it's he, he his delivery on the on comedic stuff is really good it's just again this movie has done no, no favors to, to, to. It's not. It's it not earned anything like this to me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So too little, not enough, not at the right time. Yeah. I can. I I, I can see all of those. I was. I, I was grinning from ear to ear when this happened, though, because I was uh, like, this breathes in a way that the movie doesn't let itself breathe in a lot of in a, in a lot of uh, instances. Um, yeah. I was. I was definitely ready for this. I think. Um, but you know that is a that that is a subjective thing and i will I will definitely agree that uh this is still victim to the structural problems of the movie um as uh you know as is the scene you know of them on the bus you know him having the coca-cola for the first time I love the overhand way that he drinks it like he's drinking out of a water jug did you notice that yeah <laughs> i didn't
1: I, I guess I didn't pay attention to it yeah like, like
0: he doesn't understand that it's a you know you you grip an underhand dog. Um, and the, uh, the party girls and him telling him like, oh, you know, you've forgotten the face of your fathers and Jake saying, you probably just shouldn't talk in my world. <laughs> I,
2: uh, I did really, really like that.
0: It's, um, it's very strange, right? Because the th- like there are times in the books where Roland will comment on the decadence of Keystone Earth, right? Saying like, oh, you're wasting everything. Your, your, your gunslingers are lax and weak. Etc. And all of that. Uh, you, you know, you're <laughs> look at how abundant paper and sugar is, etc. Etc. On the on down the line, Roland seems like the last person to um, either want to or have standing to comment on somebody else's, let's say, sexual uh, habits and tendencies. Oh yeah, there's definitely that. Yeah, he's he, he is he is not a horn dog at all in these movies, but it is it is also like again one of those. One of those differences, but we're, we're dedicating a lot of time to like, uh, like a, a cutaway line, which is just like, yeah, Roland's, uh, well, no, Jake is right. Roland just better not talk. Yeah. You know, n- nobody speak. Nobody get choked. Okay. <laughs> like that's, that's what you're dealing with here. And the movie kind of picks up here because we have Walter, you know, killing aura, you know, after chastising her for comforting the dying, you know, saying like, oh, a, a seer who lies. It's like a goat who something. I didn't write down the line. Uh, finding out they go to Key Key Keystone Earth and things pick up and enter kind of our end of second act, um, beginning of third act as Jake goes and talks to the homeless man that uh, warned them before uh, and gets a little bit more details. Like, yes, this is a man who was taken to uh, he lost the shine and they track by the shine. So That's how he can stay beneath the, uh, beneath the radar. And Jake gets a, a vision, um, of, of what happened to him, uh, noticing the Sombra vans. Uh, we haven't seen Sombra before, uh, and also, uh, seeing a picture of the Dixie pig, which helps them, you know, locate where this, uh, where this is going to be. <clears throat> Ultimately they get to, uh, Jake's house where they stumble into, A trap that Walter has left, you know, hoping to spike Jake's psychic, uh, you know, response so they can, you know, so it'll raise on their meters. And that trap is, you know, just kind of leaving a little uh, mental video of, uh, you know, his mom dying. It's kind of of upsetting. Like, this is um, an okay scene. Like walking into your walking into your childhood bedroom and seeing an outline where your mother burns on your floor uh is upsetting. Right. You can put yourself in that uh in, in 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 that frame of mind, you know, as as Roland, you know, tries to tell him like, hey, don't uh you know <laughs> like just, just just feel the feel the pain. Don't like don't look into what he left for you because that's exactly what he wants. Um like what do you guys think of this
1: emotional moment or payoff? This is fine. Like I think this is this is this is average, right? Like this is this is well mechanically works well in the movie. Um I just I, I'm I'm I find it hard to to care at this point. Like Jake didn't seem to really care about his mom a lot in this movie to begin with. Yeah. And now when he gets here, uh the actor uh Tom is it Tom Holloway? Am I saying that right? uh let me look up
0: here tom taylor
1: tom taylor um i don't i don't think he's particularly good at emoting like i mentioned at the very beginning so this whole thing seems like i think idris is doing a good job but like tom is just kind of mutely staring throughout this thing you know again it's 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 average
0: yeah he's doing kind of like a flat sob and i can i can i can read that as uh you know like a like a bunch of different ways how about you evan
2: yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's it's really strange because I remember having a, a much more overall positive impression of this movie when I was watching it, and now sitting and looking so back sorry. at my <laughs> <It's> notes. Not. <laughs> and, no, 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 no. It's 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 not you guys at all. It's just like I'm, I'm I'm looking at my notes and I'm thinking about what actually did and didn't happen in the movie. And it's like, uh, yeah, no, it, it, <laughs> I, I just like every at at this point, like, I don't mean to be a bummer, but just like every, every fucking scene we bring up, it's like, yeah, this was another one that could have been really great.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it, it feels like necessary. It feels workmanlike, like they have to have this, they have to have this moment where like, okay, well, obviously she's the mother. Uh, Jake nominally cares about her. So she has to die. Like they could have made it surprising. You know? Like,
2: like, like this scene was, it, it, it was good for the type of scene that it was. Yeah. But just in, in the structure of the movie, like, I don't like it, like, yeah, it, it could have been surprising and they they didn't do that. It was just yeah. kind of like it, it. It could have been this movie could have been such a great movie and they just went through the motions so many yeah. times.
0: Speaking, speaking of going through the motions, they get to the right like the requisite end of second act. I'm not friends with you anymore, man. Uh, turbulence right oh
2: jesus christ i <laughs> even when i was watching the movie i was pissed off at that. Like,
0: there has been no conflict between you up to this point it has just been jake trying to convey information to roland and roland saying all right i'll help you um you know to where they get to the point so what they're what they're nodding toward is you know jake is taking this tragedy and trying to turn it into understanding that the, the the there There is something greater. There is a greater loss that awaits everybody on the back of this loss that he felt for himself. He is disgusted with Roland for only being motivated by vengeance, right? He is disgusted that Aura was right, that he really, you know, is no longer a gunslinger, that he is not dedicated to protecting. He is not dedicated to trying to win a war. He has declared defeat, and he is only very selfishly looking for um, vengeance. And, you know, down to the point where, like, instead of comforting Jake... And trying to tell him, like, hey, we're gonna make this, you know, we're gonna do what we can to make sure that this is right. Roland kind of tone definitely like leans over and says, I'll kill him for both of us, which might not be what he wanna hear, wants to hear, like. Um but instead, the way that this presents is like, I'm not cool with you, and then two minutes later, you recite the poem for me, and now I'm cool with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's exactly what I'm always looking forward to in uh father figures is uh literally just poetry. Just just give me your best poem, Dad.
0: Yeah, tell me about hands and eyes and killing and
2: hearts. <sighs> I mean, I don't I don't know if uh if any of the listeners are gonna know about this, but I had to I had to step away from the recording for a little bit to uh to put my two and a half year old to, to bed. And I just I, I read some some really graphically violent poetry and uh little dude just nodded off. I yeah. think everybody's looking for that out of their father figure. <laughs> and I, <sighs> I mean, I, I aim to be nothing if not a father figure. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, you
0: got you gotta put that qualifier on it. Tepper's expectations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this like we alluded to this is papered over by Roland teaching him the gunslinger creed and teaching him to shoot a little like they shoot one bottle he says you're a gunslinger now but the shine is your is your weapon the guns are mine like, okay that yeah, was
2: that was some goddamn bullshit <laughs> it was so yeah. it was so, so perfunctory
1: dumb. like yeah um, we have to put it in the in the movie somewhere so we're you yeah. know we've already done it once i guess we need to do it again with jake but yeah. we're where what works yeah yeah
0: god forbid we 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 develop this at all let's just have a character say it's true sure <sighs> man so they decide hey we're gonna gird for war and what's a better place to, to do that than to reenact the uh the gun store robbery from the drawing of the three uh this works out a little bit more you know straightforward than it does in the book like you know, there, there there is not some kind of plot with wallets. And whatever. They just walk in and Roland draws his gun and says, Give me all the forty-five ammo you have. Um, even though it's a forty-four. Um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't
2: I don't know enough about guns to have caught that.
0: <laughs> it's um no, I I'm I'm honestly not angry about that. Like whatever, forty-five people know that as a big gun. That's that's fine.
1: Uh, That's Dirty Harry's done, so like yeah. everybody's going to know that. So. Of
0: course, yeah. I mean Clint Eastwood. What, what mm-hmm. else are you going to do? You know, mm-hmm. have to do the needful. Um, but yes, um, so they they, they 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 stage a straight up robbery, and our good buddy Walter decides to bodyjack this person using Black Thirteen. Um, the you know the, the clerk have him shoot at uh, Roland against his own will, as Roland uh you know runs around and is tormented. This is where Walter tries to uh, torment uh, Roland, saying like, "Hey, did you tell, did you tell uh, Jake what happened to the old crew? Did you, did you let him know that everybody who walks with you dies by my hand, etc." As Roland is telling him to show himself, he passes by a, a, a poster of Rita Hayworth. Did you guys notice that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I got an elbow in the ribs on that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Was
2: this? I, I feel like this was probably earlier in the movie, but um, w- one thing that I did have in my notes was when Walter said to Roland, "Everyone who is it? Is it everyone who uses portals with you dies. Everybody
0: walks with you. I, I don't think there's ever a uh, a mention of portals."
3: I
2: I have I have a note about that, and I, I have like some some memory of just like. There there being a ridiculous – just <laughs> everyone who uses portals with you dies. And it's like – why Godly didn't you just specific. say now – why didn't you just say now you're thinking with portals? Like that's <laughs> what you wanted to say. Uh, like it – it. Yeah. I may, maybe I, I wrote that down – apropos of nothing or 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 misheard or misinterpreted something, but just I
0: I don't recall that. The line as presented would have made me very angry. Um and I would have I would have certainly made a note of it. So um let's uh (laughs) yeah. Um regardless, he has all of the ammo that he could need, but uh Jake has been taken away. Uh, We cut back to the Divertois where, you know, Jake has been taken through the Dixie Pig and into the chair like right away. So like immediately all sense of distance, all sense of kind of like import. There's no weight to this. It's just like, hey, we've taken we've taken the kid idol and we have put it on the pedestal where he needs to go. Um, Walter tests him with his little Fitbit with his uh, with with his wearable uh, that we like. We we saw this earlier, like we saw it with uh, with the kid's. Uh, living yeah. in the suburb kind of thing. Yeah, right? my,
2: my, my notes say evil Fitbit. <laughs> um,
0: and then he goes to deal with Roland uh saying this line, which I think is a little bit too much. He tells everybody he's you thinking know, he tells Pimley and the others have a nice apocalypse um as uh, you know Jake uh fights back and as anchor of the proceedings causes a beam to hit the tower, making uh New York's barrier get weaker and we see the monsters um you know appearing in the red sky above um this shootout in the dixie pig is fine like again as action scenes go i don't think there are any real stinkers in this i wish the dixie pig was a more logical kind of space as is presented in the books like you know i i read it more as like a like a small restaurant where everybody um where everybody kind of gathered here it's like an entire underground civilization <laughs> Do you guys have a different read? Like, is there a more charitable look at like the Dixie Pig as a space, especially as Roland fights through it?
1: No, 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 no. This, this seems like a this seems like a corridor from a uh, like I don't know from like the Daredevil Netflix series or from like the Old Boy movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it just seems like it, it's just literally just a place for somebody to fight. Like, yeah. that's but like, hey, we need to make our headquarters. And, <clears throat> excuse me, We need to make our headquarters into a coolest place. How about it? Just like a straight long hallway that you yeah. can fight through it looks like a half-life
2: 2 stage yeah I okay I, yeah yeah sure
1: <laughs> i'll go with that
2: i was actually going to make the half-life 2 comparison because i i forgot until i was looking at the show notes that this scene took place in the dixie Pig. like it was just such a faceless setting for an action sequence yeah and like half-life like the half-life 2 comparison was about as charitable as i could be
0: yeah. Well, like, there, like there's a part where he gets thrown out the window and kills Sayer, and then comes back inside for his fight with for his fight with Walter. Like that's in the portal room, wherever it is. Even the part that is nominally supposed to be the like the restaurant or like the place where people would actually like get service um, appears very Half-Life 2 e to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Half-Life 2 the, uh the third sequel to Banjo-Kazooie. It goes in a weird place.
1: Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. um, <laughs> i thought it was gonna be the weird uh prequel to life with Louis, So <laughs>
2: like you you mean life with kazooie <laughs> there you go oh man uh, that was it, uh that was a bad joke and i apologize for it <laughs> it's fine
0: I, I think earlier i said uh I, i've said a lot of dumb stuff this episode um all of this culminates in the big action uh scene the showdown between roland and walter uh, where it's Roland and his and his guns, which have been shown not to work um, against Walter and his telekinesis, uh, you know, grabbing onto the shards of glass that fall from the window above him, using that as both a shield and as projectiles against him. Okay, a- okay, fine. Wish I didn't see this in the trailer, etc. My fault. Bad on me. Blah.
1: I, I, I don't. I mean, it, it's not really your fault. Like. Because these movies have to stop putting all of their good bits in trailers at yeah. some point. Like, <laughs> Autumn and I like to sit used to used to love to like sit down and like watch a bunch of trailers all in a row. Like that was a cool thing to do until trailers started getting to be about three and a half minutes long. Mm-hmm. So we would finish one and we'd be like, "Guess we don't need to see that movie." On yeah. the next, this is like the, I don't the, think the, this is your fault at all.
0: Yeah, the, the, <laughs> this the, this is a reference that I think that you're going to appreciate, Jeremy. Um, the Days of Future past i had to be very careful when i said that the days of future past either teaser trailer or like the actual trailer that was very talky it was just very solemn and i think it was i think it was xavier talking to magneto or something like that um Mm -hmm. that was very good like that is what i wish a lot of trailers would be i wish that the trailer for this was more solemn and would have sold this more as like you know a mystery than as a straight-up action thing
2: you know that that's what I kept coming back to is that this this felt like an action movie that was shoved into what should not have been an action movie.
0: But Evan, it's called the Gunslinger. He's got to shoot stuff. It's generally called the Dark Tower. <laughs> oh, man. It's a fine. It's a fine thing. I'm not the. Per- I'm not the person who's going to uh, rag on the quality of CGI. Because, like, whatever. Like, there's so many other things wrong with this. Um, mm-hmm. But there's one particular CGI stunt where Walter uses his telekinesis uh, to uh, t- to pin Roland down to, like, hit him with a beam. Like, a, you know, like an I-beam or whatever. Like, a support. Um, that is very obviously, like, they have this very abrupt cut from Idris Elba to a CGI puppet that will be thrown around by this. And it seems super trashy and super
1: weightless. It feels like they. This was the um, because I know this movie was reshot and recut quite a bit, and um, I saw a couple of reviewers remarking that Jake seemed like he aged dramatically throughout the movie. <laughs> and uh, th- th- this really feels like this was like tacked on at the last minute. Like yeah. that's what this fit scene feels like to me.
0: Yeah, it's um. Well, that could have been the effects of the machine that he was in that was sucking out his will to live. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm let's, not really. Let's, a, let's go I'm with not, it. I'm, I'm not going to be it. an apologist for that.
1: <laughs> That's a good observation. I would have to go Cole back. Cole wins the no prize. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, geez. Um, the way that Roland wins the fight is, you know, we've seen that Walter can grab all the bullets out of midair. He can stop them in front of him. Um, and we see Roland attempting to do these bank shots off of the metal around him. Um, And he uses that against Walter uh, to trick him into holding one bullet that he has ricocheted and then bouncing the other bullet off of the wall and then off of the bullet that is being held to hit him in the chest. I don't know why he couldn't have done this before. (laughs) You know, because there's nothing special that happens to Roland in this time. Like he has the opportunity now to do this. It seems like a very anticlimactic way to have this major character die. Like, yes, it is cool. It speaks to how badass uh Roland is, you know, bouncing a bullet off of a bullet off of another surface. Fine and cool. Um I don't know that I like this as like the killing master stroke. Am I wrong?
1: It No. I it it feels like an extremely slick and cheesy thing to do to one of the most interesting villains that I've ever read about. And that's fine. Like, it's it's a 95-minute movie that probably will never get a sequel. And maybe in 15 years, we'll get, a like, a reboot called The Tower and get some, <laughs> some real stuff going. But, you know, un- until then, like, th- this is what we got. And, I, like, I, I hate to sound so checked out. Like, if, if the listeners are out there thinking, like, wow, Jeremy feels like he just hates this movie, I, I don't necessarily, like, hate it so badly as I just – there's not even enough in it to hate. It just all feels hollow, and this is like the the supreme example of that. Of this like weird trick shot to kill Walter, who is, again, one of my favorite villains in literature. Like he's he's a badass. Not, I mean, not even a badass. Like he's a, a really interesting villain in the series. And now we have this. Yeah.
0: So Walter's end in the actual series. You know, we've already spoiled so much about the books. We can we we can address this and make the comparison, it's no more dignified than this. We get a little bit more backstory on him that ends up working out fine, right? Like, it, it, it gives a little bit more, but, like, he is very much, like, what is it, TV trip says, warped or something? Like, he dies in order to show that a new villain is incredibly powerful,
2: right? Yeah, it's, it's not more dignified, but it's weightier. Yeah. And
0: that's,
2: like, I, I don't feel, like, Walter's end needs to be especially dignified. And there's a part of me that almost feels like it's better if it's not, but it does need to be substantial. Yeah. And this didn't feel like that. No.
0: And it's like not remarked upon. Like he ends up, he falls through the other side of the portal. Roland frees Jake. Uh, and they, you know, embrace. The threat to the tower is over. No uh, attention is paid to the inhabitants, those children of the Devartois, <laughs> you know, in the middle of thunderclap. One presumes, or as they call it, the Northern Wasteland, um, which is tot- not the not the case. Guys, come on! <laughs> um, oh, and we get into the falling action. New York is in disarray after this uh, horrible catastrophe that has echoed throughout the world. We get the moments of Roland getting a hot dog. Uh, from a cart, uh, Jeremy, you were angry about this before.
1: <laughs> it, not necessarily angry, just you know, I, it, like they couldn't get a Pepsi sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's drinking from a red can. Like
0: they're throwing shade at Pepsi. Come on, man.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, like again, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's just a, a. They just pull this kind of from the books, and it, yeah. Like as a as a wrap up to this like weird ninety minute thing that I just watched that vaguely related to one of my favorite book series of all times yeah. it just seemed like a weird i don't know like i mean yeah. at this point i wouldn't i wouldn't have been surprised if agent colson didn't show up and recruit Roland into the <laughs> avengers like i was just i was just up for anything at this yeah. point like i was like okay what's gonna happen next like yeah. I, and it's, it's fine for what it is like Jake's parents are dead. He doesn't really have anything else to do besides go wander with the weirdo guy that wants to turn him into something called a gunslinger and help him, you know, protect himself against the shine or something. So, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, no, Dark Tower too. Let's go now. Now, no, see
0: you next week, guys. Yeah, n- n- now that their soul villain is dead. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and so they decide let's go back to Midworld. They go through uh, the doors into a restaurant. Next to a shutter door that is painted with two roses, one big and one small. Dun dun dun. Credits roll. Uh, no post credits. Leave the theater now
1: thankfully my uh my theater just turned on the lights immediately oh yeah <laughs> so nobody so yeah because nobody because a couple of people were trying to sit down and i, I had looked it up beforehand like i looked it up and knew that there was no post-credit sequence but, oh yeah, yeah they like, just flipped on the lights and we're like okay everybody out we got to get you guys out of here. <laughs>
0: we got to cycle this yeah. yeah if you're not using run p what are you doing with your life yeah, yeah true
1: that, I, I don't use that personally but I, i'm very aware of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: well that that'll tell you if there's a if, yeah, if post-credit, there's a post-credit scene, yeah yeah
1: <sighs> And
0: that is the dark tower movie um i, I just w- want to get this off now that we're uh now that we're in summer and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because it's quite late where we're at this went oh like we we were officially uh gonna be about twice as long as the movie itself talking about the movie, which is which is fine. I expected it to be a little long. um A gunslinger doesn't take the shot unless he knows what it's going to affect, right, whether it's going to land what it's going to accomplish, et cetera, and down the line. You don't waste a shot because the ammo is precious and you have no idea if there's going to be another one behind that, right? You don't know if you're going to hit something that is important to you. This took the shot and missed entirely, and I'm not sure if there's going to be another bullet behind it. And so we're just kind of stuck on the beach here with this substandard movie that has already kind of like faded away. I listened to other podcasts where they talk about movies and general geek stuff. The movie has kind of already become like this dismissive, like punchline. I'm sad. I'm sad that we missed the opportunity. I wasn't looking forward to this for 10 years. Like a lot of people probably were. Um, I was excited about it. I didn't know what to expect. You know, who knew I went in with an open mind. Even when I saw that the initial buzz was, was bad. I think the biggest victim of this, you know, isn't any single person who worked on it. I think it is the potential for the rest of the franchise uh, to maybe not get adapted, but to have any kind of like cultural cachet. This movie is always going to exist as it is, right? It is always going to be what they ended up putting out. And that's why you have to be sure what the shot is going to be before you take it. And I feel like they fucked up.
1: I feel like um, for as much complaining as I've done about this movie tonight, and I and I am sorry for that. I'm usually not much of a complainer kind of guy. Like I usually try to keep things light and breezy. Um, well, you care about this. I, I do. And I probably care too much. But and I think a lot of people out there care a lot about this series. And that means a lot to them. Um, a lot of people like me grew up listening to it. Excuse me. Uh, or listening to it or reading it or, or what have you. And just to see it all – just wasted right like just to see it all come to this and it just be this kind of generic action movie with vague fantasy tie-ins they just to see the potential wasted which is i think we've, we've come back to over and over again to see these things that i have a deep affection for just be kind of just made hollow like just to not have any kind of meaning whatsoever it's just it's just kind of sad and then to all did all of that be wrapped up into a movie that is basically forgettable (laughs) like just where we were we were almost struggling to finish out the conversation about it because we just kept you know just derailing our conversation to talk about something else like that's more more so than usual
0: more so than usual
1: more so than usual yeah (laughs) that usually happens on these on these podcasts but um i think the important thing that i have to keep in mind and uh this is an old Stephen King interview I read somewhere where um, he was telling a story about somebody else being interviewed. And I, I forget the name, so please forgive me, internet. But um, this author was having his books turned into a movie, and he said, "Aren't you going to worry that the the movies are going to ruin the books?" And he kind of gestures behind him, and he's like, "My books are are right there. Like the movie's yeah. not going to do anything to them." And that that's what it, that's what I have to keep in mind, and is that I hope that people see enough in this. That yeah. aren't familiar with the books just to seek it out and be like, "What was this actually supposed to be?" Because I think there's value in the series. I just, man, it's just so much wasted potential. I can't help but be a little bummed out about it. Yeah, agreed, Evan.
2: Yeah, I mean that that kind of covers it. Like I, I just, I, I keep coming back to the the comparison to Star Trek Into Darkness, where it's just a property that I have so much love and affection for tackling a story that I have so much specific love and affection for and just dropping the ball in senseless ways. Although I, I, I enjoyed this substantially more than I enjoyed star Trek into darkness. Yeah. That was That was that was an actively bad time. (laughs) This I I was disappointed, but it didn't feel like a waste of life energy to watch it. No. And I like there's just there's so much about it that could have been so good. And that's. I, I, I think that that's kind of. Where most of my. Enjoyment of the movie came from is just conjecture on like, man, they were so close, and there, yeah. there's so much that they they went for that I wanted to like, and there's so much that they did where I feel like if it had been Ron Howard doing it, it would have worked, or like, it it, it just it it felt like the the scope of the movie exceeded the reach of the people making it and when you're dealing with something with the scope of like fucking the dark tower like you need some pretty hefty ability yeah and it just wasn't there
0: no and so if you listen to this and you've been incensed at us you know being harsh about this about this work tweet at Gary Butterfield. (laughs) Please don't tweet at Gary. He has (laughs) has nothing to do with this. Although he will be on the next episode. I'm excited about that. Um, Oh no. Uh, I was, I was going to be more conciliatory. Like, you know, this is, you know, we personally are not alone in this. You know, I think that I went into this hoping that the negative reviews were going to be something that reflected, the opinions of people who were not kind of like in the know You know, like, Oh, like maybe this will fail for a wider, wider audience, but will succeed for fans. Um, I didn't go in prepared for the idea that it might fail for both. Um, we're not alone in this on either side, either, you know, talking about this as a movie or talking about this as, as the dark tower. However, all of that said, if you enjoyed this walk with God, we wouldn't take it from you. If we could, you know, um, I don't, really want to hear an awful lot of like hey you guys missed or you guys forgot i've seen it twice and i feel like i paid a lot of attention to it who knows maybe maybe we did a bad job but like the book might be closed on this um and that is part of the bummer and that is a bummer that both of us can share so not apologizing for our views not apologizing for making you angry but hopefully we can make each other angry in a way that helps us grow um yeah well thank you um evan and jeremy for uh coming on the show for this marathon recording session uh for a longer than usual episode of the show for this momentous occasion these books being taken into a new medium um evan where can people find you if they want to find you
2: uh you can find me on twitter i am at mr underscore harder uh both words all spelled out um you can also find me on Instagram at Very Good Serial Reviews. I've uh, I've got some some fun stuff coming up with that. And if you're in the Chicagoland area, uh, sometime around Halloween, I don't know the date quite yet, um, but there's going to be a Halloween show at the Beat Kitchen, and I will be performing a set as uh, Sad Paul Stanley as Black <laughs> Sabbath. Oh, nice! And uh, that shit's gonna be fucking dumb (laughs) two lenses two lenses (laughs)
0: nice uh jeremy how about you
1: you can find me on twitter at jg greer um if you saw the scene with jake seeing a uh, burned out impression of his mom on the floor and thought i want to see a whole tv show dedicated to that you might be interested in my podcast about the tv show supernatural (laughs) 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 hey jeremy (laughs) what's that what's that podcast called It's called Monster of the Week, and you can find it at MOTWcast or monsteroftheweek.cool, because the (laughs) internet has great TLDs nowadays. (laughs) Uh, That's me and my buddy Chris. We talk about every single episode. It's a riotous time, and I want to apologize in advance if you follow that Twitter, because... It's it's a TV show. It's about hunks, and sometimes the hunks have sex with werewolves, and uh, we have to, we have to talk about it. And it gets it gets a little wild on the Twitter sometimes. So. Oh, that's great!
0: I'm so happy yeah. that you guys like. It seems like you're getting some uh, get, getting some juice off of that. Getting some uh, getting some uh, energy, some success.
1: It's um, it's like <laughs> it's it's a weird thing because it's definitely the most interactive show like it's the it's the show that gets the most like uh i hesitate to say fan listener interaction yeah so we get um we get a lot of people talking about it apparently a lot of people i I knew that going in that a lot of people like supernatural but um yeah it's it's a fun show and like there's a lot of fans of it and it creates like we had a, a friend of ours uh just to plug him real quick jake lionheart on twitter um he just made a mixtape based on the music for our podcast. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but he also yeah. does, like, raps for Dark Souls and Bloodborne and all kinds of stuff. So that dude's crazy talented. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, like, it's just that kind of thing. Like, uh, people love the show, and it gets it gets wild. And then all of a sudden, there's literally weeks of vor chat. <laughs> 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 because yeah. – we can't stop talking about it. <laughs>
2: I've uh, I've, I've gotta, I've gotta jump in here and say I've, I've listened to not, not all of Monster of the Week, but uh, probably, probably like, like eighty percent of, of it. I've, I've fallen behind recently. Uh, I've only watched maybe nine or ten episodes of Supernatural, so even <laughs> if you don't watch the show, it is. <laughs> It is just yeah. a tremendous podcast.
1: I would, Thank you, man. I, I really
2: appreciate that. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's, it's, oh my God, it's so good. I would be very
0: <laughs> curious because my little sister loves Supernatural. Like she's gone to like the, con- like conventions and seen, seen like the dudes, um, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the hunks as it were. Um, I, I, so I'm curious if she listens I know she listens to some of the stuff that I do, which it's impossible for me not to see her as like this three-year-old little girl that's super weird, even though she's going to college or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'd be curious if she listens to your show
1: um we did a uh our facebook demographics are pretty hilarious it's mostly 13 to 18 year old girls like
3: I that, that, that's, that's, that's the only place that's that her. i can
1: see demographics <laughs> uh, so like i don't know like i like i know most of the people on our twitter because like a lot of them are duck feed fans or my like my twitter friends or whatever like yeah, i know a lot yeah. of those people but like our Facebook kind of blew up, and it has like almost two thousand likes, which is insane. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> N- none of them interact with us at all, so I don't know what they're doing. But like, just looking at the demographics, it's like eighty percent of them are named Caitlin for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so Caitlin Ross is listening to the show, maybe I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty oh bizarre. God. And I,
0: I I don't know that she would if she would appreciate me sharing her name, but uh, I also don't think she's on Facebook, so.
1: <laughs> it's a it's it's a weird show like yeah, yeah it's it's weird that's all i'll yeah. say
0: it, it, here, here's here's the thing and i know we're going way long on this uh even at a very young age she knew that there was a weird side to that fandom and she mm-hmm. was set on avoiding it like the
1: plague <laughs> so so i started watching I, like I, I supernatural came out and I, like i watched the first episode right like i've been watching it since the very beginning and uh it does have that weird fandom doing this podcast, now all of a sudden I'm like, I'm saying stuff like, okay, I get it, I understand why Destiel is a thing, which is a ship name for two of the main characters of the show, and I'm like, <laughs> what is wrong with me? How have I gotten here, and how do I get back to just normal Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: this is
0: great.
1: It's too long, yeah, like, but uh, <laughs> if you like hunks, and you like uh, bombs burning on the roof, then you should check out Monster. Deloitte.
2: I, I just, I really want to start a podcast with Autumn that is just about monster of the week but not about supernatural behind the scenes (laughs) no not behind this just just an analysis of the podcast that doesn't talk about the show at all
1: it just it talks about the podcast but not the show
2: Uh, yeah it it just kind of talks about like jeremy's descent into wherever you are right now with that show
1: it's um i mean she she's she's there with me like she told me um because I was watching the episodes without her. And she's like, no, 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 no. I, I, you have to watch all of the episodes with me when you make notes and everything. So I was like, okay, okay cool. <laughs> That's but great. She's, she's all in it.
2: Well, now. never mind. I guess Autumn's <laughs> dead to me. <laughs> That's
0: great. Uh, no judgments. No judgments no, cle- Clearly not. <laughs> oh, gosh. And you can find me on a bunch of shows over at DuckFeed.TV, uh, where this show itself is hosted. Also on Twitter, uh, at Cole Ross, K-O-L-E-R-O-S-S we're going to be back next time in 2 weeks uh talking about the mist and then 2 weeks after that uh strangely enough talking about another Stephen King movie that is related to the tower who knows how well it'll be connected talking about the it movie uh which i don't know that
2: trailer is pretty baller it looks really good
0: um at least to me
2: who knows yeah now i'm 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 apprehensive like I, I want it to be good. It looks really good. <laughs> I don't trust it.
0: It's uh yeah. After 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 this, who can who can trust? Yeah.
1: yeah, Is anybody gonna um hang up on this podcast and watch uh, Mr. Mercedes because that's premiering tonight? What? That's weird. Yeah, there's like there's huh. a TV show called Mr. Mercedes that's coming out is, tonight. That's based on that okay. like the Stephen King thing. So huh.
0: that is that 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 is a Stephen King book I've never read. Yeah. Same. Yeah.
1: It's good. Like the, the trilogy is actually really really good. Like it's 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 a weird. I don't know why I keep talking. It's so late. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's uh let, 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 let's cut it off. Um. Yeah. So, yep. uh, thank you so much for listening, uh, especially yeah. for this extra
2: long episode. Uh, uh and- pa- pa- Patreon. Uh, check out Duckfeed on Patreon. Oh There's- yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, really, yeah, really great stuff going on over there. There's uh, there's some shows that I love a great deal that I would love to keep happening that only can happen, including this one, uh-huh. uh, because Heartbeat of uh, people supporting City. the network on Patreon.
0: Yeah, Heartbeat City. That we we put out the uh, the, the the pilot for that. That was a lot oh, of fun to do.
2: Heartbeat City's so good,
0: <laughs> so good. I felt uh, I felt very unqualified to be on that, but uh, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun to talk series. Yeah. It's a very straight lace show.
2: Yeah. No, Heart, Heartbeat City's great. Uh, Days of Future Cast, Monster in My Podcast. This one is fun. Um, I'm I'm a huge REM fan, so File Underwater, I fucking mainline that shit. Uh, <laughs> They're good podcasts. If, for it. Yeah. <laughs> if if you're in if if you're into any of this, uh, go to go to Patreon, check it out. It's yeah. it good good content, good people. It's there are worse places to send your money. <laughs> well, thank you.
3: Thank
0: you. And, yeah. So, until next time, long days and pleasant nights.